I did get a. Uh... Oh, hang on, my phone's ringing. Will one second. Fuck. Hello. Sake. Who's that? Gareth South. Gareth South. Okay. Uh, <laughs> hi, Gareth. What's up? <laughs> you're just telling me it's. You just want to tell me it's coming home. Okay. Cool. No worries, Gareth. That's great. Nice one. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. That was interesting. Uh... What a curious spoken. What What could it possibly mean? Well, you just told me well that football's coming home. So never, sure never heard that, that phrase before in my life. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on there. Interesting turn of events. <laughs> Come on, let's get this out of the way quickly, mate. Like the demons have been uh, have been vanquished. It's uh, it. I'm starting. I'm not starting to believe because obviously I don't believe England are going to win the World Cup. That would be ridiculous. But like, no, because you can't. We've been battered enough in the past and beaten down enough that it's just not possible. I'm, I'm physically unable. I've got Stockholm syndrome, but like the the bad kind, where I only believe in bad things now. I don't sympathise with my captor. My captor has just dr- driven me down to the point where, uh, yeah, I'd, I don't believe there's any hope. But um, no, yeah. I mean, they've got Sweden in the quarterfinals, which is as doable as Colombia was, really. Like they, yeah. they I was surprised. Got... I was surprised. Um, I was very surprised Sweden beat Switzerland. To be honest, really, I'd like Switzerland yeah, right, but I'd say Sweden are the better side. Fair enough. Anyway, but then I think Switzerland and Colombia are sim- similar because, like, Colombia have their star power. Like, you know, obviously Rodriguez didn't play, but Hamas Rodriguez, Falcao. Yeah. So, Go. so Colombia's best <laughs> players are better than Sweden's best players, but I think Sweden's worst players are better than Colombia's worst players. That makes sense. Yeah. So I think it's it's a, is, though, it's a similar but different challenge. The thing is though as well, I don't think I don't think Colombia are gonna play uh, I don't think Sweden are gonna play like Colombia, which is dirty, slimy South American toe rags. Um toe rags. <laughs> the fucking toe rags. <laughs> led by uh, led by the artful dodger. Yeah. I mean I can't blame I can't blame Colombia because there's something funny that English teams are always like Oh, we've got to play the British way, and we've got to make sure that we play properly. And I'm like, dude, just fucking win, just win, whatever it takes, just fucking, just fucking win. win. Like Sergio Ramos, yeah, what he did to Mo Salah was absolutely dickish. But fucking Sergio Ramos has won three Champions Leagues in a row. Do you think he gives two shits? No, he doesn't. He can give less of a fuck about Mo Salah. Yeah, he he doesn't fucking care, does he? So, hence you know. him laughing at him while he's being play subbed off. <laughs> Salah's like off crying into his fucking shirt and Ramos is just laughing and joking with the ref. It's like, yeah, I could be in the WWE if I tried harder. Yeah. So Colombia, they've got their best player is out injured and he absolutely makes them tick. So what else are they going to do? Yeah, we'll time waste. We'll try and piss England off. We'll antagonise the ref and blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah, they're going to they're gonna do that. We're going to play with uh, with jam and with quit. And we're gonna try and jump up the middle of the park, and we're gonna yeah, there you go. So I think that's the thing. So I don't I don't think Sweden are gonna do that. So the Sweden game, I fancy was more for the Sweden game. But again, this this World Cup's been insane. So you can't predict. You know, it's, it's, again, it's been like the NHL, um, because it, obviously we always say that hockey and football is interlinked, and. This World Cup is turning into the Stanley Cup with the surprises and shocks, the way the games have gone and all that kind of thing. So it wouldn't surprise you know if if, if Sweden win, I wouldn't be surprised at all to be honest. Even though now England thinks we're going, you know, England thinks we're going to win it, I wouldn't uh, wouldn't be too surprised if Sweden beat us. I so I, I flip flop between 
been vehemently enraged by uh, it's coming home and loving the the beauty of it. I think if I yeah, just me too. if I just drop my cynicism, hate of uh, of joy, it is fun. It is fun to tell everyone that it's coming home and all these like dubbing overs of bloody uh, Peaky Blinders the scenes horses. and stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, like, it's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's good. It's, it's good. Great. But again, because I'm a because I'm a hateful, vengeful man, I'm enjoying everyone else's saltiness at our success rather than anything else. Um, which is which is just funny. <laughs> See, I haven't got enough like Scots or Irishmen or anything in my life that that has you know my timeline on any bit of social media is just people saying it's coming home, basically. <laughs> oh yeah, oh no, I see a fair bit. I see a fair bit of it. It just makes me chuckle. But that's what you know. That's what sports is about, isn't it? That's what sports um, is about. But I think England have they're they're on the right side of the bracket because what the semi final is either going to be Croatia or Russia, and that's yeah. that's as doable as you can get, can't you? Isn't it? Yeah, for sure. We went to <laughs> it was quite funny. We went to a um, uh, a wrestling show on Sunday. Me and three of my mates and. Me and we we essentially went because one of my friends has never been to a live show before. So, I'm like I'm 37, he's 35, and then another one of my mates is like 31, 32, another one's sort of 26, 27. So the one who was closest, like in my age, has never been to a show. And New Japan had a, a show in England for the first time, so we all just kind of said, you know what, yeah, we'll just we'll go for him because we're not that bothered about it. Um, so me and my other mate just spent all like while we were there, we watched Russia, Spain, and Croatia, Denmark. So because because I've, I've got unlimited data on my phone, so we were watching um, the pens for Russia, Spain, and we're like we're way far back because we you know paid for the cheapest seats because you know we're not paying that much money for fucking wrestling seats. So we're way far back, and there's I think maybe five or six rows of sort of you know people behind us, and there's um, Akinfeyev saved the pen like 25 guys behind us all went oh my god and I turned around and everyone was watching my phone <laughs> everyone had cr- and we didn't me and my mate didn't know because we were just engrossed in the, in the game as as the other 25 guys were yeah I just turned around and went oh Jesus because <laughs> everyone was just like looming over us and we, didn't, we had no idea but it was fucking that was hilarious <laughs> have you heard about um what happened at the um the play in Nottingham no so there was a, a Tuesday night performance of uh, oh, there's a play about the Titanic doing the rounds at the moment. It's at a theatre in Nottingham on Tuesday night. Okay. And yeah. um, apparently these two women in the front row, not just you know, <laughs> up in the balcony, in the circle or anything, <laughs> in the front row, were watching the England game on one of their phones. And it, if, if that wasn't bad enough, they were like, when it got to penalties, apparently after every penalty, they were like, yes! And just <laughs> losing their minds audibly. It was just absolutely amazing. The cherry on top of it, <sighs> one of the um, one of the actors or actresses in the wings um, sort of caught their eye while they were you know, obviously behaving very inappropriately at a play and gave the old put your fucking phone away sort of thing. And apparently one of the one of the women in the front row gave him a thumbs up and were like, Yeah, we're winning <laughs> <laughs> Which I bet is, the theatre crowd love that. Oh mate, it just I I love nothing more than inappropriate behaviour in a theatre and then the reactions of actors and actresses afterwards because it's it's just a wonderful bit of, of the news cycle. 
No, it's true. There's there was a couple of shows. I know I know Stormzy was doing a performance somewhere, and he stopped his performance in the middle to watch the pens. That's <laughs> and everyone else. When England, when everyone went fucking crazy, somebody put a phone, a, um, a video on Facebook of someone at a gig. And the guy said, right, we're stopping the gig. I don't know if you know this or not, but England, they're at Penns. I need to, I need to watch this. <laughs> I need to see this. This is the performer. And so obviously then England winning, everyone fucking loses their shit and goes crazy again. Right. And again, that's the that's the best thing. It's, you know, it's Philadelphia Eagles fans fucking lying in the streets and climbing up greased poles when they're in the Super Bowl. It's 70,000 Capitals fans trying to get tickets just, just for the street party kind of thing. That's what, that's what sports does. I don't want to find out that it didn't happen because it blatantly didn't happen. But I love the idea of the DJ at the Stormzy show having like having a record ready on a drop for as soon as England win, he just goes straight back into the song and everyone loses their shit. <laughs> that would have been. He just drops, just drops the fat beat immediately. As soon as Dyer's pen goes in, it just goes doo, 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 like that, and everyone just loses it. Yeah, that'd be like obviously it didn't happen because because the world's not perfect enough for that. But that'd be. Yeah, incredible. That would be amazing. Oh. So we go. Right, it's coming home. Get into the bulk of it, shan't we? Because it's uh, while uh, while Again, in Russia, there's talk of it coming home, Dan. There is also a lot of people who aren't going home or are going to new homes in North America. That's true. That's very true. You like that one? Yeah, that's a good one. Been working on that all week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so oh, are we? Are we gonna big one first then? Well, I, I thought we were gonna do team by team, weren't we? I thought we'd resign yeah, to that's that. Fine. All right, that's fine. I've got the old uh, the Sports Network tracker up. As well, folks listening, me and Will are well aware that you can get this in. We're not going to break down every single... Tra- we'll just mention it. If we want to say something about it, we'll just jump in and say something about it. I haven't got the inclination to go through every single deal and see why, I don't know, a fucking Columbus fourth line is a good deal or not. So... Oh. I've That's got, how it's going to go. I've got three pages of notes on whether Luke Shen should have got an 800k or whether he was worth a little bit more. But um, <laughs> that's, uh, that's a waste of my week then. Yep. So, so, no, but if you want to, if you want to say something about something, that's cool. I'm just that's what I'm saying. We're not going to go through every single thing now in depth. No, no, absolutely not. I think um, a, per- a perfect example is is the Ducks, who we'll start with because A is the first letter of the alphabet. For those who don't know, um. Breaking news. Fucking whatever. Like, I mean, they haven't, they haven't. What I'll say, what I'll say about the free agent class as a whole before we start getting into individual teams is there have been, there have been some bad contracts given out, but there's been nothing particularly interesting because it's a really dull free agent class. Like there have been one yeah, of you know, the bigger players have gotten bigger contracts. A couple of players have got some very, very terrible contracts, but we can get to those later. When we get to roughly what V in the alphabet, shall we say? Um, <laughs> but but Spoilers. by and large, Spoilers. it's it's shitty replacement level, bottom of the lineup players 
and yeah, you could you could argue to the cows come home whether whether you know, say Andre Sustu signed for one point three mil with the Ducks today. You can say, oh, he's not worth that. You could have a player who earns league minimum and he's going to perform the same thing as Andre Sustu, but it's it's fucking free agency. Like that's just how it is. If you're yeah. going to pick anyone up, like if they're an established NHL, you're not going to get them for for league minimum, and you're going to have to outbid someone. Seuss to be in the the prime example because he's a right-handed third-pairing D, and arguably everyone in the league needs those to an extent. No, I agree. Um, yeah, most of it was just like filling the holes, wasn't it? There was a couple. There was a couple of big ones, and a couple of big, obviously, uh, a couple of big trades, but it was mostly hole fillers. Um, like just, it was mostly. Do you know what it was? It was mostly merry-go-rounds. We're losing this yeah. guy and this guy, so we'll, we'll pick up this guy and this guy. And yes, that's, Swap, that's, swapping that's, fourth liners and third pair in D. Yeah. So, yeah, go on then. Off you go. Um, yeah, Anaheim, whatever. Who cares? Um, yeah. Ar- Arizona, yeah, fine. Like, Michael Grabner's going to be interesting. Well, I've paid him 3.3, which isn't bad for a guy who's... He scored 30 goals before, hasn't he, old Mickey Grabner? Think yeah, so. yeah, he definitely has. At least he's he's scored over twenty for the last three years, and that's pretty much for a free agent twenty goal scorer. I can't believe that nobody wanted Grabner apart from the Coyotes, or rather, Grabner wouldn't want to go anywhere apart from the Coyotes. Surely, surely, well, maybe he's a uh... gone. I was going to say, surely most teams in the league could do with a, a middle six winger who has potted a decent amount of goals recently for three point three mil. Yeah, but apparently no, not. maybe uh, maybe he just likes was... the desert. He likes the likes the heat. <laughs> maybe he does. Maybe he's just a desert boy at heart. He's just a he's a coyote or some other desert animal. Yes. So yeah, that, that's a that's a bit of a weird one. Um, and it, it could easily you know, he could finally flop because Grabner's one of those players that are, we think for years that we've just been waiting like oh yeah he had a good year goals wise this year but next year he won't be that good and then he's been spotted another 25 goals and he's done so again and again so maybe this year will be the year that he finally regresses back to 12 goals or whatever who knows yeah. who knows Dan who knows um free agency's fucking boring isn't it there are there are like so many sign-ins that I can't I can't keep on top of them. Like you know, like it's, like who's who's Anthony Bleed? Anton Bleed. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a an AH. He was a he's an AHL who had a couple of call-ups. I think last. Well, I remember playing in a few games last season in NHL. Um, obviously, somebody they want to keep. Um, because they've re-signed him, so they must they must see something there. See, I personally haven't seen it, but I suppose I'm trusting, you, I'm trusting the, the you, process. You need AHL players as much as you need NHL players. So if you've got true. one that's a bit of a tweener, why not why not keep them around, sort of thing? Yeah, it's true. Because you, yeah, you never know. You can always uh, you can always call them up. Yeah, exactly. Um, There's a, there was there was an interesting signing with your beloved Bruins, wasn't there? was as a, i believe you called him on the whatsapp to group johnny five years yeah well, he's big up johnny five years fair play to john moore for for wrangling a five-year contract whoever that man's agent is deserves a fucking kiss on his pecker but um 
I don't mind that deal, to be honest. Do, I really don't mind it. I... Well, why, why do you not mind giving giving a third pair of defensemen a solid third pair of defensemen? Like, don't don't get me wrong, John Moore's not a bad hockey player. I'd I'd rather have him on my team than a lot of other D men who've gotten deals on in this free agency period. But you're paying yeah. him nearly three mil for five years. That's like that's too much. No, it's the the term. I get it. The term. Most of my most of my issues with free agency contracts this time is is the terms, um, not necessarily the money. The the what is it? That, yeah, two point seven five. That's you know that's nothing. It's small. Okay, it's for five years, but it's small enough that teams will maybe take a punt on him on a trade if he doesn't end up doing well. He has got some stock. I get it from a first round pick. He played plenty. He played plenty of top four minutes last year for the Devils. And I think he's a decent player. He's a left-handed shot, we, which is what we wanted. And I think two point seven five—that's that's fair enough. Because we're not. Because again, at the end of this year, at some point, Chara's going to Chara's going to hit his wall, and he's going to decline. So as soon as he goes, well, there's five million we've got to play with, kind of thing. Um, Matt Grizzlick, we got a great deal on Matt Grizzlick. I think like two years, one point four, something like that, which is, I think, amazing. Because I thought he was, I thought he was going to get I thought he was going to get around two and a half two point seven, so we kind of then use that you know a bit more money on a, on Johnny five years. I'm happy I'm happy with that honestly I'm happy with that. Yeah, this That's is fine. the thing because like with that contract Johnny five years assigned for five years, that's he's jumped ahead of Matt Grizzlick in a depth chart. Grizzlick's a left shot, isn't he? Yes. So down the right you got McAvoy, um, Adam McQuaid, and who's your other right shot? Who am I forgetting? Oh, uh, Kevin Miller. Kevin Miller. So well, well, it depends if Brandon Carlo how he and and, and Brandon Carlo as well. Yeah, exactly. So like, I don't think the the Bruins needed John Moore. And for five years, like, ah, do you not expect I, within five I years think... for Matt Grizzlick to be a far better hockey player than than John Moore? I think he arguably think so. could be this season. The thing is, though, now now we've got complete balance. I can see Kevin Miller maybe being. The, I can maybe see Kevin Miller baby being traded or something. Oh, you want to sack because Kevin he Miller off? He's shy. Yeah, he was the one player that last season on D. I wasn't. I was thinking, yeah, he can. We can change around for him. You signed John Moore. Now you've got complete balance on both sides. Because now we're right side. Say right side. We've got Quaidy, McAvoy, Carlo. Left side. You got now got Krug, Char of Moore. That's it. We're completely balanced out now. John Moore's twenty. What is he? Twenty. Twenty seven. That's you know five years twenty. It's not like he's like it's not like he's like thirty three. He's still going to be playing into his prime, and he'll still be in his prime if he just you know when his contract comes up. So still, I just think it's solid. It's I'll, an it's I'll, an I'll, unnecessary signing. No, I don't think it is. I don't think it is because I think, like I said, Kevin Miller, he's the odd one out now, in my opinion. Kevin Miller is now the one who's yeah not going to be doing stuff. And again, it's not it's not just about six players. It's you know it's a, like football. It's a squad game now. Yeah, ab- absolutely. But what? Even, so you want you want Matt Grizzlick to be the seventh D rather than getting minutes on the third pairing? Maybe, maybe. But again, they say they say to Grizzlick, okay, if you come in this, because again, there's going to be injuries at some. We we always get like Bruins players always get injured for some reason. I don't know why. But once once a player goes out injured. He will step in if he performs. Right. Well, Char is probably gone next year. Now maybe Matt Grizzlick signs a new contract, or we say, okay, cool, he can just step in. 
that's fine. We don't need to waste money on something else. Or you know, I'm, I'm totally fine with this. I think, like I say, 27 years old, guaranteed NHL defenseman, decent player. All right, he's not going to set the world on fire, but it's, it's 2.7 million. It's that's nothing. If you look at what our D costs us, so like what Krug's our highest, Krug's our highest paid D man at the moment, and he's 5.2. Then Chara's five, and I think McQuaid, Moore, Miller are all around two and a half. McAvoy and Carlo still obviously not signed yet. And then Grizzik's about one, yeah, 1.4, like I said. That's, that's nothing. If you'd have, that, that's, you know, that's so cheap. Yeah, it's it's fair enough. Just like, I'd, I'd get signing them as insurance if Chara goes down. That's absolutely fine. But like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like you could have got a, a different player for half the price. And and half the term probably that would have served essentially the same same purpose really. Maybe, but again, no. It's it's that thing we've said before. Like if you, I mean, the Bruins might have really wanted him, and they might have had an eye on him and said, okay, yeah, the end of the season, he's our guy, still in his prime, left-handed, perfect. That's exactly what we need. What what's our limit? And you know, I mean, the Bruins might have had. Money, even more money set aside for him. I don't know. And he's gone, oh, I'll take him. And they've gone, shit, yeah, we'll take that. Because, you know. I don't know. I'm ha- honestly, I'm happy. I'm fine with it. I'm totally fine with it. <laughs> That's fine. I, th- I, think we've, uh, I think we've spent enough time on, on fucking John Moore, haven't we? Yeah, let's go on. Um, well, the Sabres. Uh, Carl Hans signed with the Sabres. Three years, 2.75. Yeah. Is he going to be the next solid um, backup goalie to be exposed in front of a shitter team? <laughs> the answer is almost certainly yes. Well, let's find out. Let's find out. Because that, um, I was thinking, like, Jesus Christ, as a Bruins fan, it's going to be fucking that division now. Jesus Christ. Because <laughs> even, you got to think, all right, Sabres. Still, you know, still players away from being a very good team, clearly. But now you got Eichel, Casey Middlestack came in last year. Now you got Darlene, maybe a new keeper who has some, you know, might be given a bit more assurance. They could, you know, they could maybe surprise a few people. Even even as far as like their depth is is better. Surely, surely they've shipped out um, Ryan O'Reilly, but for the Sabers, Vladimir Sabotka and um, was it Jaskin? They got rid of Dmitry Jaskin. Or Berglund. It was Berglund, Blues wasn't it? Berglund. Yeah. Spock or Berglund, like, obviously they weren't quite good enough for, for the Blues and what they were doing, but they're better than a lot of Sabres players who dressed last year. Yeah, exactly. They picked up... Um, they picked up Tage Thompson as well. Yeah, Tage Thompson. Um, he should walk into that lineup. In the trade. Yeah. Which, you know, again, fair enough. You, you're looking at potential, but he's got a chance there. But they're, they're, this is exactly what you're saying. Like they might, they're not going to challenge for the um, division title or anything. But they're going to be a better team than they were last year. And then when exactly. you throw in a certain young Swedish defenseman as well, that could change the game entirely. Exactly. Panthers got Panthers looked way better towards the end of last year. Mm. They were on, a, on a hot streak, they could maybe carry that over into this year. Of course, the fucking Lightning and of course the fucking Leafs. <laughs> like my my hockey, uh, my hockey chances of. Seeing my team win a championship has <laughs> reduced dramatically in the past few weeks. Dwindling, I believe, is the word for that, Dan. Oh, God, yeah. Dwindling for sure. Um, yeah, what do you think about the Ryan O'Reilly trade? Um, yeah, I think I think it was good all round, to be honest. Like, 
Yeah, Great pickup for the Blues. I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of Ryan O'Reilly. I think he's a solid... He, he could be first-line centre for a lot of teams in the league, and he's a hell of a second-line centre, I think, which is what he probably will be for the Blues. Or at least they'll yeah, have a 1A, 1B. Um, yeah. I think I think the Blues are, are looking really good for next year. And and again, they're one of these teams that they had the assets to give up for a trade. Like we've said all year when we've spoken about... Yeah, initially when Carlson trade talks came up, when... Um, um, like John Tavares trade talks and stuff like that. Any any trade talks for a big player, it's about who has the assets. It's not necessarily about you know who could do with the player. It's about well, do you actually have what you, can you afford to give up? What it's going to cost? And the Blues had had what it cost to to get O'Reilly. It hasn't made too much of a dent in their farm. Um, they can expend what should be a low twenties, well. Yeah, lower than twentieth overall draft pick next season. That's fine, and I think it's it's made a hell of a difference for him. I agree. I agree. Oh, that was a a good deal all over. This is it, and I think I think the Sabers got away with something decent. To be honest, like you've you've got a player who's come out and said that he doesn't enjoy playing hockey where he is. It's yeah, <laughs> in my in my amateur psychiatric opinion, like that's not necessarily going to bring out the best results on the ice. If he's not enjoying playing hockey anymore, um, and hell, if you can get a decent prospect, a couple of roster players, and a first round pick for that, take it, take it all day long. And a second round pick, and a second as well. Fucking hell. Twenty twenty one. Yeah, a few years away, but still. Because well, so, well, who said he's only twenty one? Like, cool. What happened to Ryan O'Reilly? <laughs> Been playing the league since he was seven years old. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go on then. Who else is next? Who else have we got? Uh, it's Calgary. It's Calgary and um, ah, young yeah. real deal moves. James Neal. Five years, five point seven five per. What do you reckon about this one, Dan? I've been doing all the talking. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> about it, isn't it? He... Yeah, apparently he turned down. He turned down five by five in Vegas, um, which is really odd to me. I mean, clearly that clearly that says to me that he just didn't like it in Vegas. Because I think I don't know, mate. Like three point seven five million. Like I take three point seven five million for what's this? I think I think Calgary are going to be a better team than Vegas are next year. You reckon? Ah, uh, this is it. All throughout the off season, people seem to have forgotten that like that was an absolute Cinderella run for the Golden Knights. People are like, well. This is the status quo now. The Vegas Knights are a cup contender for here on out. Like we still don't know what the Golden Knights are going to be like next year, and I'm I'm still thoroughly in the camp. Yeah, but you're going to come on, crashing back down to earth, especially after they. Hang on, hang on. All right. You're you're saying now you're. <laughs> All right, fair enough. You're saying it's a Cinderella run. I don't believe you get Cinderella runs like that in the Stanley Cup. I mean, so many things have to work. It's not just one game and that's it. You have to win so many games to get that far. You have to be a good team and you have to play in a good system and, you know, play to your strengths and all that horse shit. And I think to kind of say, well, yeah, I mean, Calgary are going to be a better team, aren't they? Well, what, what? like, seriously, there's no, <laughs> we have no evidence of that. The only evidence we can go off that we actually have is that last year Vegas got to the cup final and Calgary didn't even make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, so Calgary, Calgary are blatantly going to be a better team. So clearly, Calgary are going to be a better team this year. In in the same way that um, the Canucks are going to be a better team than the Capitals. Yeah. yeah. So, is it obvious, Dan? Come on. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I think this deal is... It's not odd. Um, 
but I just think it says he was not looking to stay in Vegas, never had any, any sort of inkling to. Turning down 5x5 five five for a cup finalist team, to go to a team for, all right, 5.75. All right, it's a bit more money, but, you know. Um, I mean, to be fair, no, yeah. No, yeah. Um, I think that's all it was, really. He just maybe he just didn't want to be in Vegas. Do I think they've overpaid? Yeah, I think I think a little bit. Um, but again, if you, if you want a player and he wants to be there, then I'd like we saw with Dougie Hamilton. He, does, he clearly didn't want to, you know, didn't fit in, didn't fit in the locker room. You've got a guy who's looking to move you talk to him he says yeah i want to come here i want to do stuff yeah fine you'll, you'll take that guy and if you've got a bit of money spare to do it then you'll pay him you know you don't really mind i suppose and he's proven proven track record so um i think i think james neal is as close as we're going to get to a potential bad contract we're not as close as we're going to get sorry so let me let me rephrase that we've already got se- severely bad contracts um yeah but it could prove to be a bad contract just because I sort of I go back and forth on it because on, on the one hand, James Neal has scored over twenty goals for the last feels like the last decade in a row, and he's had forty goal seasons. He's had multiple over thirty goal seasons, um, and if you're paying five point five five point seven five million per for a guy who's almost certainly going to score twenty five goals for you, that's that's the going rate in this league nowadays. That's yeah. absolutely fine, and Calgary are thin on the right side anyway, so. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. But the geezer's thirty years old now. He's going to be going into his age thirty-one season. You've got him for five more years, and he hasn't cracked the fifty-point barrier. So, like for for a couple of years at least on good teams. So, it I think this could this could either be a perfectly good signing, and he's gonna yeah he's gonna put in twenty-five with twenty assists or whatever, forty-five points. He's put up the goals. That's all that matters. Or he could just hit a wall, crash. That's that. James Neal scores twelve goals, and they're not interested anymore. So, yeah, it'll be be interesting. I agree, but to I see. think I think coming back to these things like um, like about we, like, we say like oh well he's he's thirty or he's thirty two, and you know they're going to be paying this much money when he's thirty five. But yeah, but that's how that's how it is now. That's the way the league is now. Like players of any players of any reputation now. They're signed. They they are looking to get paid up until like 34, 35, 36. Sometimes later than that. Hello, Brent Burns. Fucking oh, your man from fucking Brent Seabrook. You know they they're wanting to get paid a lot longer. Your <laughs> man from fucking Chicago. <laughs> okay. I was thinking the other day. Do you know what it was the other day? I was I was driving in the car and I could not fucking remember Ryan Donato's name. I was just like just. I was willing myself, like, come on, Daniel, you know this, you know this. And I'm just, I've come to the conclusion that I've clearly had concussions in my life and just never been diagnosed. Because the things I forget sometimes are just unbelievable. Just unbelievable. I was having a similar thing with uh, with Doug Armstrong the last couple of days. I was trying so hard to remember his name. I know for a fact that the St. Louis Blues GM's first name is Doug, but what the fuck is his last name? And... I had to give up and Google it, and it was shameful. It's I cried, horrendous. cried myself to sleep. I know it's horrendous, and I just think, yeah, this is what's happening now. I think, I think I'll slip easily into a dementia. I think it'll be a smooth transition for me. <laughs> Seamless be shock. There's yeah. not going to be any kicking or screaming. You're just going to wake up one day or something. Like that. I can't remember my wife's name. Fair play. 
I knew this day was yeah, coming. So, or did I? Sarah's gonna Sarah's gonna go morning. I'm gonna go. Who are you? She's gonna go. Ah, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be it. Oh. oh, there it is. He's happened. He's happened. Um, Who had July yeah. 2018 in the sweepstakes for Dan getting dementia? <laughs> well, clearly I've had it for a fucking while. Christ, the amount of times I've forgotten things. Bloody hell. Um, I, th- I think yeah, you're a bit young to be using dementia as an excuse for forgetting her birthday. <laughs> well, that's just hatred. That's all that is. <laughs> Utter disdain. That's, yeah, that's a marriage disdain. <laughs> um, yeah, that's just yeah, that's just the way contracts are now. Uh, you know, players at twenty nine, thirty, they, they want to get paid until they're thirty. And I think now that's just the norm. Like we were saying the other week about from now on the going rate. Whenever we say a player is he worth the going rate, it's a first, a prospect, like a blue chip prospect, and an NHL ready player. I think now the going rate for contracts is yeah, this guy's thirty, but he wants to keep getting paid. So fair play. I mean that kind of thing doesn't doesn't surprise me anymore. I mean at least it wasn't six years. At least it wasn't six and a half mil because ultimately Calgary have dipped their toe into free agency looking for a scorer, which is what James Neal is. And if you're getting a yep. proven goal scorer for under six million, to an extent, that's that's decent money. That is decent money. Because you, you know, you, hell, if, he, if he was... you're looking at a guy as well, they've got they've gone through a lot of changes obviously over the past few weeks, and they're looking now to breed a different mentality in the team. James Neal's like he just he's just come off a cup final, and then obviously you know a cup final for the Preds as well. So he clearly knows something about, you know, sometimes it's like, can a player get over that hurdle? Can he tell other players how to get over that hurdle? And sometimes that can, you know, that can cost you a bit more money. Yeah, absolutely. It's not about how many rings he got in the room. It's about how many cup finals he got in the room, Dan. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'd, uh, I've got, there's an interesting one for our next team on the list. Car- the Carolina Hurricanes, for those of you playing along at home. They've um, yeah. pulled off a very impressive feat of signing the same player to two different contracts in one UFA period. I'm I'm very impressed. <laughs> so according to TSN, they signed Peter Mrazek twice to a uh, individual one-year, $1.5 million um, cap hits. So I'm not sure whether that is two years at $1.5 million per or one year at $3 million per. Daniel, thoughts? My thoughts are he's listed on cap friendly as one year at one point five. Don't fuck it. Don't don't give me that correct what? answer bullshit. I don't I don't want that nonsense. I want you to, oh, I, want, I want you to play games with me. But I, I think that's a that's de- you know, if you want a backup goalie, Peter Mrazic for one one point five, that's fine. He could be really good. He could just be a backup goalie. Like that's yeah, I'm alright with that. Oh yeah, Jesus Christ. I think uh I think for a yeah, I was going to going to say um, I forgot to say about Boston. I I actually I like the Halak signing as well. I think playing as a second on a, you know behind a better defense, not as much pressure. I think it's I think that's um, I think that's a decent deal as well. Um, but yeah, I like yeah Mrazek signing one point five. Yeah, I think that's I think that's perfectly fine. Yeah, absolutely um, fine, fine, fine. But uh, the, the interesting one they've had is um Calvin Dehan. Yeah, uh, yes, yeah, not yesterday, exactly. day before for uh, yeah. Four years, four point five five per. That's Carolina are clearly picking up every single decent defenseman in the league. I know this is a 
we said, didn't we, a few a few months ago? It's going to be interesting to see what they do, and I'm, I'm even more interested now. I mean, because the rumor is now that obviously some of the teams that have missed out on um, some of the uh, other free agents are looking at. You know, Jeff Skinner's obviously now being banded around as um, you know a trade possibility. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'd be surprised. I would be. I, mind you, what? How can I say that now? I'd be surprised. I would be surprised if Skinner goes. Um, I think. I mean, he's a player who's been banging in goals left, right, and centre, and generally plays on their second or third line. Like every everyone was talking up JVR last year for effectively playing on the Leafs' third line and still putting thirty goals. Jeff Skinner's been doing that True. for like four years. True. For for some reason, they never trust him on the top line. They don't think he's good enough defensively, which is fair enough. But I mean, if you're banging in goals, he should be on the first line, if you ask me. But yeah, he's playing less minutes than he could be, and he's smacking in goals left, right, and centre. I think, I think if you get Jeff Skinner in in a market that's going to appreciate, like you know, expose him, as they always say, bigger market and all that, and you're know, on a slightly better team than the Hurricanes, people are going to suddenly see, like, oh Christ, Jeff Skinner really is the the good sniper that we always thought he was. Yeah, true. So we'll yeah, see. Well, yeah, I mean, he'd be a great pickup for anybody. I mean, for sure. I just, I just I don't see why you get rid of Jeff Skinner like no me neither I, I just don't get it but but it's been spoken about for forever and a day so I won't be surprised when they do but I just don't think <laughs> I don't know why you would I think Justin Falk's probably on his way out the door with uh with Brett Pesci uh Dougie Hamilton and they still got Trevor Van Riemsdyk down the down the right hand side um. So yeah, I think I think that's probably cue for especially with the hand signing, like that's cue for Justin Justin Falk to make a move. And if they can swap him for another decent forward, like another good middle sixer, that's fantastic. That that's the sensible thing to do in my eyes. Agreed. Alright, who's next? Who is next? That is the question. Um the Chicago Blackhawks. The Blackhawks of Chicago, who made some incredible signings. Um Notable names including Chris Kunitz, Cam Ward, uh, and Brandon Manning, who is most famous for breaking Conor McDavid's collarbone in his rookie season. I don't have any idea what's going on there. Um, If you don't either, that's fine, we'll move on. But I'm incredibly confused by those signings, and that's all I've got on that, that, because I'm just baffled. Those are the signings where... If if the Ducks or maybe not the Ducks, like if if a contender made those signings, like, yeah, fair enough, they're fine. There's a bit of depth, but like the Blackhawks have got one or two holes, may or may not have finished at the bottom of their division last year. Um, I'm sure they did. And uh, yeah, Chris Kunitz and Brandon Manning are absolutely going to uh, going to save your season and turn it all around. So yeah, nothing more to see there really. Very odd. Okay. Very odd. We've got the Avalanche next, um, who have made very much the same went very much the same sort of signings really. Um Ian Cole and Matty Calvert. Ian Cole, decent signing I think. I like a bit of Ian Cole. Um Yeah, I like Ian Cole. I think he's decent. I like Ian Cole. He's um if we can tie this into another story this week, this is um while uh, while our man Jimmy Rutherford, old man Rutherford, has uh, been slagging off 
how the Blue Jackets have been treating their defensemen, there was word that uh, the way that Ian Cole was being treated by the Penguins was not related to his on-ice performance. So, oh really? I didn't. I did not see that. Where was that from? Um, if I had a if I had a source, Dan, I'd be a real journalist, but I'm not. So it's coming straight <laughs> from just I can't straight from my memory. You just said I can't reveal my source. I can't reveal my source. I can't, I can't reveal I can't my sources. Yeah, a league source tells me. Yeah. <laughs> I phoned up the NHL TV helpline and said, is it true that Ian Cole's getting healthy scratch for all our off-ice issues in Pittsburgh? Uh, yeah, sure, so whatever. Are you going re- <laughs> to renew your subscription? Yeah, all right then. You just do what they used to do in newspapers when they would make stuff up. They would just write, a local witness said. <laughs> Not nothing, like, there was no name, no nothing. That's how you know it's bullshit. Because I, I, I knew a guy who did um, like work experience at a newspaper and he got he got friendly with this old like drunk guy who was clearly on the way out of the newspaper, like was done with newspapers and like done his 40 years, got his pension, all that shit. And he would just say like, you know, I'll tell you something, kid. You know, when you see in the paper, a local witness, it's just fucking bullshit. It's all bullshit. As long as you write no one's name, you're fine. And he was like, holy shit. <laughs> so you should have said that. You told you about that, Ian Colwell, as a local witness, he said that, yeah. A, ma- a man on the street in Nor- Norwich man says... <laughs> yeah, local man said. <laughs> Ian Cole had a drinking problem. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, swear, I swear down I read it somewhere, or maybe I dreamed it, one of the two. Um, either way, Ian Cole, good defenceman. The Avalanche need defenceman, yeah. good signing. That's all I can say about that. Um, they got Matt Calvert. Fucking whatever. Who cares? Next. It's boring, isn't it? There's too, there's too much to, to keep up with. Too many names. It's all just like, oh, all right, you've signed. Fair enough. Whatever. Yeah, but there's a, there's a couple. There's a couple. There are, there's a, there are a couple, couple of good ones. There are a couple of good ones. A couple of good ones. Uh, Anthony Duclair signed for the Blue Jackets earlier for 650k for a former, former 20 goal scorer. So it's basically James Neal. But for six hundred and fifty k, yeah, that was um, that surprised me a lot. The other teams weren't like, "Oh fucking hell, yeah, we'll take a punt on that for sure." I thought you go straight I was, away. Yeah, I, I, I was, I thought there would honestly be a bit of a bidding, kind of tussle and a bit of a war to get him. I, I was amazed that you no, know, like loads, like for six hundred and fifty k, fucking every team sort of jumped on him. And said, yeah, fucking hell, yeah, we'll pay you that. He's a, we'll give, he's you know, a good we'll player. A Even if you chuck him on your fourth yeah. line, he's going to be better yeah. than any fourth liner in the league. I absolutely agree. I, I mean, that, that's... In all seriousness, if he, you know, if he can perform, that's an absolute fucking steal. An absolute steal. Well, you, uh, you think they... And they've got history in this as well. They did it with Sam Gagne a few years ago. Yeah, Chucked yeah. him on the fourth line, trotted him out for power play, and he, what, he put up 50 points, didn't he? Something ridiculous. It'd be interesting to see how, how Declare does there because I think he, that's a good fit for them and a good fit for him, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, well, a, a local witness said that Anthony Duclair's got a drinking problem, so... <laughs> oh, well, I, I've actually got a corroborated source that has said that the problem's going to be the fact that Anthony Duclair is an African-American uh, or African-Canadian <laughs> and his coach is John Tortorella, a noted racist, so... That's probably going to be the issue. <laughs> <sighs> Should we talk about... Do you want to talk about John Tortorella? <laughs> Nobody fucking talks about John Tortorella behind his back, Dan. Jesus. That was so good. Hell. So 
amazing. Just to, for for those who don't know, um, Jack Johnson, who is oh, see, we're getting all out of whack here. There's too many too many interlinked things. So Jack Johnson, as we all know, assigned for the Penguins five years, three point six. The, the real terms are too long for too much. But uh, yes, that is that's that's what I will say in history books. Um, yeah. And on his way out, he said. Um, not on his way out, not like while he was leaving the door. He was picking up his sticks in his bag from the Columbus dressing room and he uttered out some slurs to John Tortorella. And no, he was being interviewed by some fucking guy for some fucking place. And um, a local witness. A local witness said that Jack Johnson uttered the words, I want to be part of a winning culture, and that's what they have here. John Tortorella, known pacifist and um, <laughs> general calm, and nice guy. Like- to be fair, and to be fair, Tortorella seemed like he was kind of chilling out a little bit. He seemed to be kind of on the downturn and calming down a bit. And then, like over the last year, he's just obviously just got gone crazy again. And this was the fucking straw that brought the camels back. It's, he had he had like peaks and drops. Like he he spent that year That's away true. from the game, and then was hired back for the USA World Cup team, and had that whole thing about like you're gonna fucking stand for the flag, or I'm gonna kill you. Um, yeah. Uh, diatribe and then he chilled out while he's been in Columbus you know he's sort of he's been ushering in like Zach Wierenski and Seth Jones like, he's like oh right I'm just a just a shepherd for these young boys now are we um, and now Jack Johnson has seemingly cussed him out while joining the two time cup champions in the last three years and then talking about winning which I think is probably a relevant <laughs> thing to be discussing when you're joining a team of that stature and, um, I agree. He's uh, blown a gasket, as I believe the technical term for it, Dan. Yeah, I think the I think the technical term is he lost his shit. Uh, I've got to read this. I've got to read this. Please, it's amazing. How good? How good is just, your Torts impression? I can't do it because it just ends up turning into the fucking. It just ends up turning into Heath Ledger's Joker. I can't help myself. It's fucking disrespectful, <laughs> Brooksy. There you go. That's my attempt. We wish him the best, but for him to put it that way, that's just bullshit. <laughs> that didn't even turn into the Joker. That just started as the Joker. I know, but that's just that's just what I do now. So I'm not going to do it. It's the la- okay, folks. Listen to this quote. Just wait for the last line. Just wait for the last line because that's the line. We wish him the best, but for him to put it that way today, put it today is expletive. I'm guessing it was bullshit. And to have a general manager question our decision and make him three hours away, he must be a fucking magician. That's what pisses me off. He doesn't have enough. He doesn't have enough something expletive to call me. I don't know what that is. Stones, shit. I don't know. Because I've tried to get in touch with him. You don't shit on an organisation that's done nothing but to try to help you. We all know Jack has had some problems along the way here. It's very well chronicled. All we've done is try to fucking help him. I love the fucking guy. I found him on the Olympic team. I got him on the World Cup team. I love the guy. But him to do this is ridiculous. He's got to start putting the finger at himself, not the people. If I'm a former teammate of his and I play against him next year, my gosh. Ladies and gentlemen, John Tortorella has just put out a public hit on Jack Johnson. That's like fucking hell. And that, that, that's not even just for Columbus. Like he's calling on teammates who are, you know, played with him at LA, people who played with him at Shattuck or played with him, you know, hell on on the USA on the teams. Olympics. Anyone who's ever shared the, the ice with Jack Johnson, go yeah. out and take this man out because he is dead to me. It's quite simple. We have to kill Jack Johnson. I I love I love the just casual. I fucking love the guy. <laughs> 
<laughs> maybe that's true maybe that's why Torts is so pissed off because you always hurt the ones you love the most don't you? Yeah. and he's, he's just so heartbroken that he's just like he thought it. he had a special special relationship with Jack Johnson <laughs> he used to turn around yeah. like yeah. I never really cared for Torts <laughs> I fucking love you Jack <laughs> yeah they were like interviewing, interviewing Jack Johnson so I mean what do you think about Torrell's comments he's gone who? <laughs> Torrell's like no I love you <laughs> no you ripped my heart out. <laughs> you asshole. Yeah. Oh, just that line. Poor, that last line is fucking crazy. Poor thoughts. It's a public hit. And I... Oh, God. It's mad. It's good. I hope we get a crazy thoughts again next season because that's, that's what we need. We need the thoughts that is, you know, initiating line brawls off of the opening Facebook face-off. I was going to say opening Facebook. <laughs> it's too late on a Thursday. Um... Yeah, you know, trying to trying to fight Bob Hartley in the in the fucking hallways between the between periods. That's what yeah, we need. Taking on whole, just just standing up to, standing up to whole teams on his own. Fuck it. <laughs> Put, putting his skates on and just getting on, trying to fight Chara. It's crazy. It is crazy. Good quotes though. I like him. Um, who have we got next? Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, sorry, just quickly. A date for your diary. Columbus Penguins, November 24th. Get it saved. Save. Alexa. Um, That's the uh, the first game. First game. Sorry, go it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Uh, next on the list, we've got the Dallas Stars. Um, <laughs> fucking, fucking fucked it, haven't I? Fucking fucked it. My, uh, my vitriol well, towards John Moore may be misdirected. And maybe slightly fueled by uh, um, the signing of Roman Polak to one year, one point three million <laughs> for a, for a team who yeah. potentially had some issues last year playing a thoroughly replaceable veteran right-handed defenseman over a player who maybe needs some games and maybe could be a very good defender in the future. That might be something to do with my hatred for. Teams signing defensemen, depth defensemen, where they don't need them. But we'll never know. We'll, we'll never know. We'll never possibly know whether that's the case or not. No. The, uh, the... There is obviously some stars things, but we'll save that stars thing till after. Yeah. Till a bit later. That's fine. That's fine. The uh, the good news is they signed Valdis Chushkin. He's come back from exile in the KHL. Um, two years, just under six million for. Uh, for a player that a lot of people think are going to solve their secondary scoring woes and um, could barely crack 35 points in the KHL. That's going to be great. But um, oh God, you're going down, dude. You're going down. Come on, pick up, pick up. Okay. Oh, well, it's, it's good because they've signed Blake Como uh, for three years. Uh, 7-0. Well, it's just, well, <laughs> it's just so unnecessary. We'll like, Anton Kudobin perfectly good signing like they need a backup goalie he's going to be better than Kari Lennon wonderful like I, I, I am excited for, for Valdez who's good all, all jokes aside because like, he's a good player he's a good possession player if he ends up as a, a decent third liner average middle six option that's fine at least the Stars have proven that they can draft a player that performs the service in the NHL that'll do me but Polak and Como like it's just so like what I was saying earlier about John Moore getting in the way of Matt Grizzlick, it's getting in the way of, of young players who haven't had their chance yet. Players like Jason Dickinson, 
Rupert Hintz at forward, Julius Honka, Dylan Heverington on the back. Like, if you just keep signing these grey depth players who aren't going to move the needle in the slightest, you know, best case scenario, they're fine. What's the point? Like, you've got to be not necessarily taking risks, but I think at the you know worst case scenario, the the young players that could come in are already going to be slightly worse than these signings, and they're much cheaper. And in the long run, it could prove to be much better for the team. So it's just a bit frustrating, Dan. Yes, I could tell. <laughs> was that was that obvious enough? <laughs> yeah. I think the tone of your voice just suddenly ditched into like nothingness. Is uh, uh, what's, so, yeah. what's the point anymore? Um, so next on the list, we've got Detroit. Who... See... <laughs> This is confusing on different levels because I don't understand why these players want to sign here. No. Like, oh, yeah. Like, Ke- Kenny Holland is obviously so reluctant to go full rebuild. That's fine. That's just whatever. He's set in his ways of signing free agents and signing veteran players that are going to accent the team that he no longer has. Fair enough, Ken. You, can, you keep doing you, mate. But, like, why? T- As we were saying last week. Why does Mike Green want to go back to Detroit? Like, he's he's not a good top four option anymore necessarily, and his best chance of success why. is playing well for for because of the money. Yeah, we were saying last week, like God, he's got injury problems. There's all this. He, they couldn't even trade him because of his injuries, and then they go and give him fucking two years at five point three seven five. And I was just like, what the fuck? I couldn't believe when I saw that. I couldn't believe it. we were talking about why well, you know he might have to go up to three million or blah blah blah, and they're giving him five point three. Like fucking hell! But this this is it. It proves how bad things are in Detroit because he's not re- he's so. not replaceable. Because I doubt they would have been able to get anyone else. They wouldn't have been able to get Kevin DeHaan. Um, who are the other UFA defensemen? I don't know, <laughs> but. Um, this is it. Like Mike Green was their best option of fielding a team that's going to miss the playoffs by maybe less of a margin than they could. And like, yeah, why? Fair play to Mike Green for making more money than he should be. But like, why? Why would you want to go back? Like Mike Green's made some decent money in his in his time, hasn't he? Like, who knows? I guess I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, if you if you say to the Penguins, oh. Mike Green's available. He'll take he'll take three years at two and a half. But then Detroit say to Mike Green, "Oh well, we'll, we'll give you five point three. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you, you, like you say, you think he'd make enough. But he hasn't made enough money. Fucking hell. We hear all the time about how players are so fucking. You know, they think that their money is just limitless, and there's just no chance of them ever not having anything. And in the end, they're just like, oh shit, I actually need I actually need all of this money and more. Look at fucking Johnny Depp. Like fucking Johnny Depp and Nicolas Cage and all that. They're broke. That's why they're doing all these shit films. That's why there's like seven fucking Pirates of the Caribbeans and all that shit. He fucking... Johnny Depp's desperate for the money. Because he's fucking broke. And you just... How is that possible? Yeah, but then do do we think that Mike Green is stuffing his money up his nose like Johnny Depp has been? Fucking maybe he is. I don't fucking know. Maybe he's gambling on horses. Maybe he's fucking... I don't know. You hear about footballers all the time. Like how much money footballers make. And they just get into massive gambling debts and they're still playing at 40 in the fucking Saudi Arabian Premier League or whatever. Maybe he's in the same situation. I don't fucking know. 
I, I don't get it. But I, but you always you always live to your means. Like people always live to their means. You know, like my boss, my my old boss before she left was on like forty five grand a year. And she we had a, we had a chat once in the office. She was and she was saying, oh yeah, well you know if you know if if I don't get paid with you know if I lost my job or you know I I'd, I'd be defaulting on my mortgage in two months. And I was thinking, how you make forty five grand a year? And you know her husband make like makes like fifty. I was thinking, how how can you not afford? It? But she said, like you just live to your means. You get more money, you just start spending more money because you've got more money. Just obviously magnify that, amplify that by a billion fucking percent or whatever it is. And that's why a local source, stroke witness, told me that Mike Green has got gambling problems. Well, <laughs> he's actually got no. He's he's heavily into his overdraft, Mike Green. <laughs> he keeps getting he keeps getting charged six quid for being in his overdraft. Buying that West every month. <laughs> Six quid a day. Um, the the problem yeah. actually is is he's addicted to scratch cards, but he's making the <laughs> fatal mistake of every time he wins a fiver, he's spending six quid on scratch cards rather than the fiver. Ah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, we always talk about why why don't players leave or why do these players stay here or do this or do that. Fucking hell, maybe sometimes it's that. Maybe sometimes they fucking need that money desperately. And it's not about winning a trophy anymore. It's just like, shit, I've got to get these fucking bills paid around. <laughs> it's about keeping the head above water. Off. Yeah, but, I'll be fucking sleeping with the fishes with some concrete fucking boots on. Spe- speaking of mob ties, gambling problems, and having to get the bills paid, Thomas Fanick, one year at three mil. Zing! Like, that's, <laughs> there we go. That's, that's as close to a sensible signing as... Uh, as Kenny Holland made, because he'll probably put up another 40, 50 points, trade him for a second round pick at the deadline. Damn, that's another, that's a little bit of Kenny being able to say to Chris Illich or whoever owns the wings now, um, there you go, we're getting some assets for the future. Yeah, fucking hell. That's one hell of an expensive second round pick. Um, Johnny Bernier, three years, three mil. Had a good year with Colorado last year. Probably won't have a good year this way. I think that's I think as a goalkeeper, I think that's decent. But playing behind that D, I think he's going to get obliterated. Shellacked. Is that a word? Yeah, yeah it is. Oh, there you go. Good. I don't know what it means, but it's a word. So let's go from there. There's a band. That'll do. Um, Edmonton Oilers, only signing of note really was uh, Toby Reader. One year, two mil. Could work well. Yeah. I think if you're... If you're if you've got Conor McDavid and you need a winger for him, just buy any geezer. You know, sign anyone yeah, who's, who's, who's put a just couple of goals up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Chuck them on the line. Fastest maybe you'll smash in some, some goals. Maybe you won't. Whatever. See what happens. Yeah. They're, they're going to one day find his Chris Kunitz. Yeah, you know, his, his Jake Gensel. <laughs> and just... He's kind of sheery. <laughs> it, <laughs> I, I, I worry that they already have this Leon Dreisaitl, but that's another question. <laughs> Oh yeah, good point. And he cost a little bit more than Conor Sheary right, from memory. Uh, yeah, just a touch more. Like, imagine if Conor Sheary put up an eighty-point season and they paid him seven million a year for six years. Oh yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah, something like that. That would be amazing. But yeah. yeah, that's fine. Otherwise, it's just whatever. Carl Brodziak, yeah, sure. Who cares? Yeah, whatever. Kevin Kevin Gravel, whatever. See you later. Uh, the Panthers, Michael Hutchinson. Good signing, good signing. I think I like uh, I like Hutchinson. I think he could be a good, yep. solid backup option. Well, he's going to be third string behind Reimer and um, 
and Luongo, but if Luongo goes down again, solid backup option. Um, he sort of became the odd man out when uh, Hellebuck took the reins at Winnipeg. And um, yeah. seems like Eric Comrie's going to be their backup for this year, so <coughs> yeah, whatever. See you later, Hutchinson. I think he's good goalie, perfectly fine backup option. Um, that's that. That's that. Uh, Kings, we've already done Kovalchuk. Oh, they uh, had a re-signing of a of a to be UFA. You, have you heard? That broke. Um, I think like the day after the afternoon after we recorded the show. So yeah. Yeah, really, really good uh, timing. Thanks. Uh, I was going to say Dean Lombardi. But <laughs> is it? Is it? It's Bobby Blake, isn't it? Probably. Big old Bobby Blake. Like but um, so Drew Doughty, eight years, eighty-eight million. Mathematicians at home already know that it's eleven million per AAV. Um, perfectly fine. Yeah, makes sense. He's making a bit more than PK, just as he prophesized. Um, interesting part of this, Dan, as I'm sure you know, being tuned in. Did away with his agent, and by that I mean he he didn't, you know, sack his agent as a as Max Pacioretty did and move on to another organisation. No, he just told his agent, "Stay at home, mate. I've got this covered." I know. I like that. I mean, <laughs> it's genius. Part of me thinks, yeah, you've saved yourself, let's say, eight million. But I, I, I haven't looked at the terms of it. But word on the street is that wasn't necessarily a wise move. No, I love it. I think I think he doesn't have okay. he doesn't have lockout insurance. Maybe you've just changed my mind. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost certain that he doesn't have lockout insurance. I'm just having a little look here. Um, really? I, I think he's not you know, insurance insurance, but I think he's he doesn't have like a big old bonus. Yeah, he's not the he's not the phone to fucking uh, Norwich Union. <laughs> Can you sort out some lockout insurance? Peterborough Direct. Like what? So what, yeah, the, What's that? The lockout's meant to be 2021, isn't it? Yes. So. <clears throat> The structure of uh, Mr. Doughty's contract. The 2019-20 season, he has a signing bonus, which is what we're looking for, of 10 million and a base salary of 2 million. 2021 lockout year, signing bonus of 2 million, base salary of 8 million. And then the even more confusing oh, thing, yeah. he has a 4 million signing bonus for the two years afterwards. So it's like he's. I mean. I'm sure Drew will find a way to live off two million for a year with his ten million in the bank from the year before. But it's like, what have you done? You've you've stuffed yourself. No, yeah, you see, I made it. See, I've made the same mistake Drew is there. I didn't read the fine print in the articles, so I didn't just. <laughs> I skimmed. I skimmed clearly. Yeah, that's not really a smart move. I wouldn't say Especially so. Especially when he has those when he has those uh, when he has those gambling debts to pay. Well, as they all do, apparently. Well, no, being, being a Kings player, he's got uh, oxycodone, um, yeah, or oxycotton uh, bills to pay to his to his dealer on the American Canadian yeah. border. Definitely. Um, but yeah, but but anyway, no surprises. He's fucking yeah. I mean, I. I think everyone thought he was going to get 8 by 10 or 8 by 11 didn't they? That was like, I think we all thought that, didn't we? Yeah, makes That's sense. Like, once tomorrow signed for 8 by, well, 7 by 11, you'd imagine that Doughty was going to get the same. And it's, uh, what's what's the word we've been using? The going rate, isn't it, Dan? It's just, going rate. It's what it is. They've paid a lot for a very good defender. 
he's a very good defender. Whatever. There you go. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Shame he didn't get to a free agency like he promised, but clearly he's just another liar. Yeah. Not everyone's gonna be uh not everyone's gonna be the shining light that is Oh no, we can't talk about that yet. Um next we got the Minnesota Wild, who are probably the definition of this year's free agency class if they signed a bunch of players and I don't think I care about a single one of them. No, not at all. That was literally the uh, it's literally the shotgun method of grab all of these players, maybe some of them will turn out okay. It's like they held open interviews of did you play in the NHL last year? Yes. We won't ask how long for do you want some money to come and play for the Minnesota Wild? I think it was like a job fair. You know where like loads of people loads of people just turn up. <laughs> <laughs> they just hide out a big this hide out a big hall in uh, in Minnesota and just like players just turned up to it. <laughs> like the NHLPA's equivalent of the job centre. Yeah. Just, yeah, a big, like, just a big job fair. Instead of like Saga Insurance or Aviva, it's like, oh, we've got some really good opportunities at the Minnesota Wild. We've partnered with them for this month. You know, if you're looking for a job, it'd be worth going to their open day. Mate, the, the one the that wild, I do... Maybe the... <laughs> Go on. I was going to say, the one that I do like is uh, Greg Patteron, who they've uh, saved the Dallas Stars from um, for three years at 2.25 million per... For um for a player who couldn't crack the the decor of the Montreal Canadiens, so uh, obviously a very wise investment there. I was just saying maybe they're all um, maybe the Wild are sponsored by Zip Recruiter or something. So like we've got we've got all these temps, we've got all these temps. Just like just take them all. I'm like yeah, all right, fine, we'll take them all on temp contracts. It's fine. Like cost us anything. Like like how Pompey used to be sponsored by Jobsite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, good times. All right. Yeah, wild, unbelievably. Signed, like, what, 50 players? Didn't care about a single one, as you said. Not a single one um, of them. Can we, can we just no, have, right. a, have a little aside? And Do you remember when Pompey were full of, like, if you if you were African and over 30 and decent at one point, you had to play for Portsmouth? It wasn't even that. It was just, like, everybody. No wonder they went fucking bust. Jesus. They signed so many players. And they, had, they had loads of great, like like Johnny Tarkovsky was playing for him. He was absolutely smashing it out. Oh god, yeah. They had bloody. God, I forgot about that. Carnu and um. Jermaine Defoe at one point. Jermaine Defoe. Oh, we, no, we can't do this. This is a conversation for another day. No, um, yeah. do it another day. Carry on. Montreal Canadiens. Funnily enough, again, um, bunch of players I couldn't care less about. They brought Thomas Blackannick back. One year, 2.25, that's fine. Chuck him on your third line. He'll do a job for you. And... Credit where it's due. Credit where it's due. I like the uh, the piece of business on the Steve Mason deal. I thought that was... Um... Oh, yeah, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, I thought that was actually... And I fucking know we've given Mark Bergevin plenty of shit. Uh, and we probably will give him plenty of shit as he's seemingly still employed by them somehow. But... Um... Yeah, a smart. I thought it was a little, a little smart hockey move there. That was that was a sensible, sensible bit of actual GMing from Mark Bergevin. Yeah. That's always nice to see. I'd say. Yeah. Nice to see him. But aside from that, yeah, again, whatever. It, oh, did you hear the uh, Shea Webber news today? Oh my god! 
far. It, it just now. gets worse and worse, doesn't it? So why he's in theory not going to play until January 2019, and he hasn't played since what January this year. If not, yeah. So he's out for. He said he's out at least six months for knee surgery. That that's the thing because he's missed all of this season with a foot injury, and now he's got a, foot, knee, yeah, a separate knee injury. Like. The good thing is, though, you've got to remember, the good thing is, though, with the trade with PK, Weber's going to be good now. So that's the good thing. <laughs> oh, fuck Un- yeah. Undoubtedly a great hockey player right now. Just just an injured one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus man. Christ. I mean, you know, no, no will towards Shea Weber, but it's beautiful, isn't it? It's nice how things work out like this sometimes. Yeah, sometimes things... <laughs> it is awful. Sometimes bad things are just funny. I mean, you know, it's just the. Do you know what it is? Is sometimes is when things when things are going so bad for a franchise, I just want them to keep getting worse, just to see and, how far and, it can go. Yeah, like like this. We'll talk about that. In a we'll talk about you know who in a minute, but at the moment, yeah. I mean, fucking this Shea Weber PK deal is just. I mean, the deal to end all deals in terms of returns. <laughs> for fucking what you traded away fucking hell they, they basically traded PK for nobody yeah that's what it, yeah it's <laughs> for, for a cap hit it was it's, it, it was a uh, it's, yeah it's like trading him for Mark Savard's cap <laughs> they would have got more trading him for a literal cap <laughs> like maybe they could have sold that like one of those uh, Marc-Andre Fleury hats made out of his jersey that sold for like what was it fucking three grand each or something mate, at least he could have made a bit of money on it I did I didn't even see that yeah that's incredible I did, I did tell you about that yeah but yeah oh uh, so, so, similar to many free agent that, signings I just didn't care that PK shame of, oh Jesus Christ okay, no. that's that's a historic That that's gonna be forever now because if you've got, you know, you've got a player who's not then played for a year, coming off two major surgeries on different parts of his body, fucking hell! It's it's not going to go well. It's not going to go well at all. Like this might be the no. end of Shea Weber as a top pairing defenseman. Anyway, let's carry on. <laughs> uh, next, we've got uh, perennial cup contenders, the Nashville Predators. Made a massive oh, yeah. splash in free agency, signing one player. But they only needed one player, Dan. <laughs> when it's Zach Ronaldo, one year and 650k. What the fuck? What? What the fuck? I sent you a message. I sent you a message saying, What the fuck? Fred just signed Zach Ronaldo or something. And you sent back saying, Terms. And I just sent back one back saying, too much whatever <laughs> something like that like whatever it was <laughs> if it's a quid one pound that's too much why are they signing Zach Ronaldo look I don't care if he never plays in the NHL if he just goes and plays for fucking Nashville's AHL team whatever why why he's, he's the, the poster boy for unnecessary signings like you could sign any other let's, let's have a little look I've got Cat Friendly's list of still available free agents Hang on, hang on. Is he making more than Anthony Declare? He's making the Shit. same same amount as as Anthony Declare. He's getting paid the same as Anthony Declare. Let that sink in for a second, there, folks. Fucking Zach Ronaldo, perennial dick. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Perennial cock. Just perennial, absolute fucking moron. 
is making more, uh, was making the exact same money this year as Anthony Duclair. I can't even understand. Well, he's young. He's 28. Yet to uh, yet to hit his prime. <laughs> so, Cat Friendly has has um, uh, contract comparables for Zach Ronaldo. Yeah. Uh, and you've got Jordan Nolan, who is uh, making the right. same amount. Jimmy Hayes, who is making the same amount. Uh, Anthony Duclair, who is making the same amount. Josh Juris, who is making the same amount. Like Adam Cracknell, same amount. Devontae Smith Pelly, same amount. Oh, I know that was last year. That was last year, yeah. Do ignore me. But this is it. Like, you could sign any free agent forward who would be as effective, if not more effective, than Zach Ronaldo because he's not going to cost you in games lost, like due to, due to suspension. It's that he went. The only was more than anything is he went to Nashville. Which to me that that just absolutely for a team that seems for a team that just seems to pull out deals like out of their arse every single price probably every six months or something, and the team they put together to then think what do we need even an even at an AHL level is then for someone to suggest Zach Ronaldo and for them to then go oh yeah you're right what's the process there <laughs> I've just had an epiphany of what's going to be my number one desire for the 18-19 season then uh, go on I want Ronaldo to become a fixture on the Preds fourth line and for the Preds to win the cup so Zach Ronaldo is the standing cup champion they've uh, they've signed him to co- they've signed him to combat Ryan Reeves or something like that that's the only reason fucking wrong he's just like in the background oh mate if we, if we can get right. Zach Ronaldo's name on the cup, that'll make me... <laughs> I, I don't know if happy is the right word, but it'd be fun. Something. All right, who's next? Uh, the Devils, who have done nothing in free agency, re-signed Eddie Lack to another year, but that was before July 1st, yeah. so it hasn't really happened. So we're going to move on to a little team that I like to call the New York Islanders. Are we doing this now, or are we doing this when we get to uh, when we get to? Oh, we've got to do it now, haven't we? Like we've waited this long. We've chatted absolute breeze about really, really boring stuff. For I was gonna like people. I was gonna like save. Come on, well, you got to save. You got to save it for the main event. <laughs> but we've done an hour and twenty of this is a crap signing. Yeah. All right. How about this one? Uh, another crap signing. All right. Um, speaking of crap signings. <laughs> Let's, let's, let's start with the good they picked up Robin Leonard for again one year 1.5 million fantastic signing yeah great bit of business I love me a bit of Robin Leonard decent goalie solid boxer what more could you want for one and a half million you've got a two sport <laughs> athlete for that much it's beautiful solid goalie his footwork's good he's got good hands especially in the especially in the ring big, ha- big, million. big haymakers he's got a strong chin <laughs> yeah. Complain. All, all jokes aside, like I was saying to someone, um, uh, the the one Canadian guy who plays uh, roller with us, uh, shout out to Matt from from Newfoundland, big up Matt. Um, shout out Matt. The problem, this is bleeding a little bit into the big news, but the thing with uh, the Islanders and goaltending, like they've had bad goaltending for years, which has contributed to a certain thing that may or may not have happened this week. <laughs> and it's not like they kept picking up 
different goalies and trying out different goalies and it just didn't work. They kept the same shite goalies for what four years now. Something like that. Robin Leonard is a perfect example of right. Let's pick up a goalie who might be really good. We've got him for cheap. At least we're trying something different. And yeah, a fair play to the dusty bones of Lou Lamoureux. Like it's worth a shot, isn't it? Like it's worth a shot. He can't be worse yeah, exactly. than Yarrow Absolutely can't be worse. For fucking one point five as well. That's Christ. a bargain. That's Peter Morazic money, and he's basically, you know, a poison apple at this point. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, um, on the flip side of that sort of uh, shrewd business, Leo Komarov, four years, 12 million total. That's um, that's a great signing for... Uh, that's a, it's a great contract for someone who had one even strength point in 2017 and 18. Yeah, that was fucking Christ. That's one of those ones where you just have to say, maybe they know some, maybe they know something I don't. I'm not watching the games that closely. I'm not in the room. Maybe there's something there I'm not seeing. Clearly they've watched him more than I have, so I don't know. Maybe there's something. <laughs> Fucking, I got, but I got no Jesus. idea. Jesus, Jesus, like he's, he's not even necessarily effective as an energy guy anymore. And even so, like, maybe you saw the crazy contracts being thrown out for third and fourth liners. Um, and thought, right, got his agent out there. So right, this is the going rate. If you want Uncle Leo, you got to pay three three mil per. Yeah, I guess so. And uh, they preyed on a poor, dementia-addled old man, <laughs> and have and have <laughs> stolen his money, like cowboy builders. All right, who's next? There we go. Who's next? Uh, funnily enough, it's going to be the New York Island, uh, not the Islanders. What are the other ones? The Rangers. The Rangers. The New York Hockey Rangers, who... Frederick Clayson at 700k. Great. Who do, who says that um, July 1st isn't the most exciting time of the year? Uh, <laughs> Let's the, move on then. The old Senators, much of the same. Mike McKenna, big up Mike McKenna. Great AHL playoffs last year. Hopefully he gets uh, gets a shot as a backup in Ottawa. Hell, actually no. Hopefully he doesn't. Hopefully he gets sent down to Bing- Binghamton or Belleville, wherever the fuck they are now, and gets the hell out of there. Um, Philadelphia Flyers, the flying Philadelphia rights, signed James Van Riemsdyk, commonly known as JVR. Five, JVR, one of the big ones. Five years, 35 mil. Solid contract. He could have got seven years. He only got five. Seven mil per for a player who scored 30 goals. I'll take that. Yeah. I think it's uh, 29. So he's only going to be there till he's 34. So God forbid he reaches that year 35, which is apparently <laughs> where he's, everyone's just, everyone in NHL's bones just turned to dust. Um, Don't tell the Kings that because they've just signed 35-year-old either your Kovalchuk. That's another question. Um, <laughs> yeah. Bit out of, could, um, be a, could be a, a signing to cover maybe Wayne Simmons. I don't know. I'm a big Wayne Simmons fan. I think he's a great player. I think he's a really good player. I think, I think everyone uh, has to be a big Wayne Simmons fan. Like Wayne Simmons yeah. is a hockey player. You know what I mean? Like he is yeah, great player. Prototypical hockey player. He's he's tough. He scores the goals. Plays with a bit of an edge, but plays within the rules. Like he's fantastic. I love Wayne Simmons with all my heart. Do they trade him? Do they keep Simmons on for, you know, they got a year of him and Van Riemsdyk together? I don't know. Um, I, re- I reckon they probably keep Jay, 
keep Simmons for the year and maybe let him walk because because the argument is like he's played a rough and tumble game ever since he got in the league. True. And you know the 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 wonder is who's going to last longer at a higher level and my money probably would be on JVR like Wayne Simmons could fall off a cliff one year when you know both his ankles and his shoulders decide that right I don't want to slam myself into the boards anymore let's uh let's stop this. I'm calling it now. Even if they let him walk, or well, if they if they trade him, let him walk, whatever. I'm calling it now. Next season, he's gonna get a big bump up in pay. Oh yeah, he's gonna get. He's gonna get. Pretty good. He, he's you know he's gonna get another one of those like he's gonna get a James Neal or maybe the maybe a JVR. Oh, I was gonna say I could see him getting a JVR contract. Like he's beloved yeah. around the league. I think all 31 teams would kill to have him on their on their roster. Fantastic player. Yeah. But yeah, I would. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there is a the rumor was obviously going the uh, scuttle, but was it? You know, teams are looking at him now, like what you know, what do you want for him? You know, what what will you take, kind of thing. Well, he's, he's making under four million, which is since, that's ridiculous. Criminal, criminal. I know. <sighs> we love you, Wade. Anyway, yeah, JBR, uh, good signing. Um, I, I, th- yeah, I think it's good. Like it's it's big, and I th- the interesting thing I thought was like Philadelphia seem a bit out of left field sort of thing really as far as those who are vying for his services yeah I did not have him going to that I did not have him going there at all they didn't even I didn't even think about um, the Flyers to be honest no and now they've got a seriously quality top six you think you've got that top line of Giroud Couturier Voracek and then a second line of JVR Nolan Patrick and, and Wayne Simmons you can't ask for more than that can you that's true as long as uh as long as Gudis doesn't go all Gudis of Thrones again and try and annihilate his own players, they might have another run next year. Tries and, uh, tries and chops JVR's nose off. Fucking hell. <laughs> what a guy. Anyway. Next we've got uh, a little team called the Pittsburgh Penguins. They're only a notable signing we've already uh, dissected, shall we say. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, I can hear I can hear Torch still screaming from here. Okay, carry on. I was just checking. As soon as you said those words, I was just like, hang on, let me see if I can... Yeah, he's dazed. I can hear him, I can hear him still. He's still, like, stomping around his bedroom and throwing stuff on the floor, like... It's like it's like, it's like like those skits in shows where somebody rings someone on the phone and they go, hello, and they start ranting. They put the phone down and go and do something else and then come back and pick up the phone and go, yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Put the phone... And it's just, he's just doing that. Like, his wife's just walking around the house and he's just... And she walks in going, yes, dear, yes, dear, that's right. And she goes off to work, comes back, he's still walking around the house. Motherfucking... Oh, it's terrible, dear, I understand. She, she's had a weekend away at her mum's and she's come back and he's still absolutely living. The house is in ruins. Still punching, like yeah, that, still punching cushions. The one thing that we didn't touch on earlier with that whole talk thing was the uh, the quote from Jimmy Rutherford, which is a magic quote in itself, where he said that um, he had intel as to why Jack Johnson was scratched in the playoffs and it wasn't due to his all-ice performance. Which led to yeah. uh, to I know, talk saying something along like, the lines I know, of I know why, and it wasn't I wasn't because of how I was playing. Yeah, and 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 that that's what led to oh, if, if a general manager you know hundreds of miles away <laughs> thinks he uh, thinks he knows what we're doing in our uh, in our our organisation, he must be a fucking magician, which is just beautiful. <laughs> I love the idea. Come on, Jim Rutherford in a in a nice uh, magician's outfit. Ta-da! 
In my day, we called tricks skaboodles. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> oh, you've got a worthless behind your ears, Sonny Jim. Um, the San Jose Sharks are the next team on our list. They oh yeah did a bit of business with their own players. Joey Thornton, one year, five mil. Fair enough. You got and as you as you said last week, the uh, overwhelming favourites to sign John. Oh no, never mind. We'll come back to that. Never oh, mind. Shit. No, no, no. Last week I said that it was specifically <laughs> gonna stay. Uh, in the Eastern Conference with a specific team that plays in blue. I, I don't think you can prove oh, okay, otherwise. Okay. Um, no, I find it, yeah, no, uh, no, no. A Western Conference team who plays in blue as well. Some would say teal. Uh, re-upped Logan Couture, eight years, eight by eight. Pff, perfectly good contract for Logan Couture. Quality centre. Um, probably going to inherit the reins as first-line centre within the next couple of years, if he hasn't already. So, yeah, yeah he's cheaper than uh, Ryan Johansson. Better player than Ryan Johansson. That'll do me. And Thomas Hurtle for four years at 5.6. I think that's a decent signing as well. I like a bit of Tommy Hurtle. Um, yeah, good second line wing option. Can play centre as well. What more do you want out of signing, really? No, yeah, agreed. Uh, Jumbo obviously got his, <clears throat> his one year again. Uh, five million this time. So Five million dollars for a player like who played, what, he played less than 40 games last year. Yeah, so he'll be fresh now, Will. There you go. <laughs> He's going to be <laughs> fitter than any player in the NHL, except Shea Weber. <laughs> except Shea oh, you fucker. I was just going to say, except for Shea Weber, who's had essentially a year off. <laughs> He's been well-rested. He's been well-rested. Yeah, well-rested, well-rested. Um, right. St. Louis Blues, as much as we could talk about David Perron for four years and four mil... Um, Tyler Bowes out for three years at five mil. I want to talk about Robbie Fabry because I missed the um, the Robbie Fabry re-signing. Yeah. <coughs> talking about um, talking about steals before. Wait, nine hundred and twenty-five k for Robbie Fabry. That's such. If I'm if I'm Robbie Fabry, I'm firing my agent. That is unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable for a player that all last season was basically being touted as, you know, the reason that the Blues missed the playoffs is because Robbie Fabry was injured. And he, <laughs> and he signs for less than a million dollars. Like, that is offensive. <laughs> Absolutely offensive. That's clearly, though, that's that's clearly, though, I want to stay here. I like it here. I want to stay here. Fine. What about this injury? I don't know. Well, okay. Let's see how it goes this year, shall we? You got to think because if they must know something about that injury, they must do. Because if you don't, you fucking lock this guy up. All right, fair enough. You, you know, maybe you're not giving him fucking eight by six or fucking whatever. No, but you at least give him a couple of minutes. I'd say he's worth giving it for him. That, a, yeah, his age and you at least say, okay, out. well let's we'll go like we'll go fucking three by four or something, uh, whatever. But yeah, fucking one year for nine hundred grand. I was like, what the fuck? And then yeah, I mean this. This could be a steal. This Bliss Blues team is fucking stacked right now. Absolutely stacked. Like t- before, before they traded for O'Reilly, Tyler Bozak was a bit of a eh, maybe. He's, you know, he's a. F- I think Tyler Bozak gets a lot of stick for his play, but I think he's he's serviceable. He's a perfectly fine centre, and to be honest, five million for a UFA centre. So be it. So be it. That's fire. Yeah. Like. I've only got him for three years. 
Like, you know, again, to bring it back to, to the stars, the stars picked up Martin Hansel last year for four year, three years at four point something. I'd far sooner pay the extra million for Tyler Bozak. Yeah, and especially, like you say, especially now with the um, with the O'Reilly signing, looking at playing Bozak on like the third line. Perfect, perfect third line centre. It you know, per, you know, arguably a good third line centre. I, I think, especially like, if you surround him with you know your Robbie Fabries or hell even Alex Steen might get knocked <clears> down there. Yeah. With the other signs they've got, even even if it's David Perron, like they could they're going to have a fantastic top nine next year, and their D is still perfectly good. Like you've got Alex Petrangelo, Cotton Braco, um, Joel Edmondson's pretty good. Uh, even even Jay Bomeister, if you if you knock Jay Bomeister down to your fourth D. That's fine. That's fine. Jabo Meester's still a, he's not, you know, a top pairing guy like he used to be, but he's still perfectly good. Yeah. Um picked up Chad Johnson as their backup goalie. Yeah, whatever, that'll do. Um yeah, good off season so yeah. far for the Blues, I think. Yeah, they absolutely one of my top sort of off season uh, move teams for sure. Made some absolute great deals. You know, trade worked out perfectly, you know. Fresh new faces in there as well. It's not just one player. They've you know they've kind of revamped the team. Um, yeah, which is interesting. Obviously, when they get to the uh, when they get to the trade deadline, they decide they're not going to make the playoffs and decide to bottle it again and just trade all the best players. So it's going to be good. they're going to trade Braden Shen. Um, they're going to get a yeah. first, a second, and a third for Vladimir Tarasenko. Yeah. Um, and then they'll make the playoffs and then get knocked out immediately because they've not got any good players. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. I'm re- I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, Alrighty. Tampa Bay Lightning next uh, only signing of note would be re-upping JT Miller JT Miller not Miller if I can speak some English for once in my life five years 5.25 per it's and, uh, no uh, uh, McDonough as well right oh shit yeah that's not that's odd that's not on here that is uh... ah there you go that's bloody uh, bloody misleading yeah, Madonna again. What that is that? Four by six, six, or is it six by six? No, I think it was six by six point uh, six point seven five, wasn't it? Of course, it's really close to seven. Let me go to Cap Friendly. Oh, who's gonna get there first? But while while we're at it, yes. JC Miller, I mean, I think he's an example of at some point the cap is gonna catch up with the Lightning. Nobody knows when. Yeah, I was I was a bit surprised by the I wasn't surprised by the McDonald, but I was surprised by the JT Miller one, to be honest. Yeah, I mean I think it's it's what Miller has earned. Like he's been a perfectly but it's interesting <clears throat> when you compare him to to Vlad Nemestikov. As um they had very similar seasons last year. I get that Miller's younger. But Vlad Nemestikov Ah uh, yeah, they haven't got it on um they haven't got a Mesnikov's contract on uh, on TSM, which is a bit of a shame. But um, if memory serves, Mesnikov's not making anywhere near six million. No, I think he's making like two point two or something. Uh, find it now. No, he's actually making four million for two seasons. So do do yeah, forgive me like there. But yeah, he's he's got it's a longer term contract for a higher higher cap hit. So. It's an interesting one for for Miller. I think they probably could have got away with a, well, obviously they couldn't have got away with a with a lower cap hit for a bridge deal because they would have, 
but I'd have I'd have expected that from Miller. But um, still, when they eventually trade him to free up cap space to re-sign Eric Carlson, that's um, that's going to be fine <laughs> for some other team. Yeah, we'll talk about Carl. We'll talk about Carlson and we'll talk about Carlson and the big one in a minute. Because they're the only two things I really want to discuss. I, I feel like we've wasted a lot of time here talking about a lot of nonsense. Yeah, we really haven't. We're an hour and a half in. It's not too bad, but there's still still some very important things to discuss, which we will get to, some would say, right now, because we're on to the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I'm seeing here, on July the 3rd, they re-signed Justin Hull to two years and uh, 1.35 million total. What do you feel about that? Is he going to make the team this year? Uh, I'm going to say maybe. Let's move on. <laughs> Next. I'm going to say who Who knows? Who knows what? Who, who could possibly predict the future? Who wants to tell? Go on, Dan. You do the honours. <sighs> Fucking up. Right. There's so much I want to say about this. It's ridiculous. Oh fucking hell! Right, is there anything from the remaining teams you want to say? All right, let's let's have a let's, let's have a quick little look. I feel like I've um, used all my energy on on John Moore, so I don't have anything to say about <laughs> what may or may not have happened. Um, I thought Stastny Stastny in Vegas was interesting. Um, I I, sit, I think I like him, but not not six and a half like. <laughs> I, I, I six and a half for three years like him. I wouldn't six and a half for yeah. five years like him, but I like him six and a half yeah, three. Half I think that's point. fine. And you know, yeah, to be you know, they got the money. I need to be fair. The the thing is, he's a he's a he's breaking the dynamic a bit. Like they've dropped Peron and Neil. They're bringing in some newbies. What's that going to do? What's that going to do to the Vegas Golden Knights? Hell, they've even signed a D man, a D man, a defenseman. So a defensive player, a player that plays on the back end, but no, like I think it's going to be interesting because like the whole year there, it, it was being said they just had that you know, Island of Misfit toys as a certain ESPN broadcaster likes to say, um, and it's yeah, it just had that that chemistry, that magic, that lightning in a bottle, whatever you want to call it. Now they're rocking the boat by bringing in outsiders. Who aren't in the same position as, as you know, your Alex Tucks, your Eric, Eric Hallers, your your William Carlsons. It's just going to be interesting. Interest, the interesting thing, the interesting thing, this is now going to be obviously Wild Bill's contract. Oh yeah, what still still find that um, eight years. I, I can't wait to see what uh, eleven million. <laughs> as we all know, he's going to get the going rate <laughs> <laughs> for top line center. Scored forty goals last year. Eight years, eleven million. I say. No, I think. I think... Make a... Yeah, let's have, let's have a let's have... we love. I love fucking. Because uh... you never fucking know. Make a quick prediction. What's William? What's Bill? What's Wild Bill getting? Six by five, or five five million by six years. How have you pronounced that? How old is he? Twenty five. I'm gonna go. What did you say? Six by five. Yeah, five mil for six years. Fuck! I was gonna say five by six. <laughs> What, I'm six million by five years? Yeah, five years, six million a year. That's what I think he's gonna get. Oh. Well, well, but if I could, I could still see them over. I can see them overpaying for sure. What? But we'll see. We'll, we'll so see. Throw like this seven would, and a half, eight million. Good, at him. 
God, fuck it, you never know, do you? Dude, you never know. Some of the contracts have been handed out, like for players in the past. This is this is an interesting guide because again, at the start of the season, everyone was saying, well, you know, we just kind of don't want to lose like ten nil, and then they just they just seem to kind of win more games than everyone thought, and they were good and got to the fucking cup final, and. While Bill Carson is shooting, what was he fucking twenty one percent, twenty two percent, something ridiculous? I think I think it was like seventeen percent, but it was still whatever. Yeah, fucking crazy. Um, and what contract he gets is going to be interesting to see. Okay, do they do they really know how to run this team? Was it all just was every single thing just absolute fluke? And I think that's what this contract's going to show. I wonder if they'll give him a like a two two year. 12 million just uh yeah it's possible it's possible potentially I'll just go <laughs> no I think of two years max or something <laughs> well two years 16 million per I hope they do fuck it I hope they do brilliant have a good I'll awesome. be all over that oh yeah I'd love it that'd be fucking brilliant hold on right. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get it for Anything you right, 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 right. he uh <laughs> I was slightly mistaken. It was 23.4% that he shot. So, uh, congratulations, Dan. You're the smartest man in the room. Yeah. 23.4. Fucking hell, that's insane. That is something else, isn't it? That's insane. Fucking hell. Anyway. What have we got? The the last team that we haven't (laughs) met, well, second to last team that we've mentioned, is, uh, I'm liking this because we've got a bit of juxtaposition here. So, we've got the Vancouver Canucks. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Shit, yeah, and you want to talk about them. Who have set the market, set the going rate for for bottom six players, signing Jay Beagle and Antoine Roussel to a matching four-year, three million per contract. Um, I, I love you, Antoine. You you served the Dallas Stars very well and provided us with many a laugh, an exciting moment as uh, as fans. But Christ alive. <laughs> Four, four, four by three for Roussel is bad enough, but four by three for Jay Beagle is potentially even worse. Because he's, yeah. he's that a little bit older. He's that a little bit shitter. He's four years old. He's four years older, which in hockey terms is twelve years. So that is in hockey life. That's one Jay Beagle contract <laughs> older. Yeah, he's a Jay. <laughs> Jay Beagle is a Jay Beagle older than Tom Roussel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh mate, like oh, what are you like? These are worse than John Moore for by five years. Like John Moore is is a necessity. No, no, no. I didn't just say that. John Moore's he's not a necessity. John Moore, I like the. Not, we've just done this. Yeah, no, but anyway, John Moore by five years. All right, fair enough. You need D men, but Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, Jay Beagles, this Christ. And then, <laughs> I love how I love how I signed Jay Beagle for four years, three million per, and then signed Tim Schaller for two years on one point nine million per. It's like you've just shown yourself the contract you should have given Jay Beagle, and you've replaced Jay Beagle yeah. moments after signing Jay Beagle. It's <sighs> fucking yeah. I was a bit, <clears throat> I was a bit sad the fucking uh, the bees let Jay, uh, Tim Schaller go. I was, I was. I thought he'd done enough to win another shot. I thought he'd, you know, I thought he'd done really well for us on that fourth line. I thought you were going to say um, you were sad that he didn't make four years, twelve million. 
<laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, good. I'm fucking as a as a Bruins fan. Good luck to Tim Schaller. I thought he played really well for us. But yeah, <laughs> we said that we. What oh God? What happened? Was it? We, I can't remember what happened. And we were, we were talking about the Canucks in free agency, and we were saying like the best thing they can do is not give like their front office team like free, any chance in free, just get rid of them now because they're going to do some stupid shit. And we both went, well, let's see how it goes. Nope, no, nope, we were right. We should have we should have gone with our gut. It's fucking. It's, it's just going to be more misery. They're going to they're going to be bad enough again to be terrible but not bad enough to get the first overall pick. So they're going to get stuck with like the sixth or seventh pick again, who's going to be a good player, but not the player who can turn your franchise around. And we're still going to be doing this in perpetuity until we're just dust. It's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> and I suppose, there we go. I think we've got one team left, right? What a better way to finish think... than with the... Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the reigning Stanley Cup... The what? The who's? <laughs> no, they didn't do anything. The reigning they were boring. Stanley Cup. Um, no, no, yeah. The the future reigning mad disappointment champions, the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> well, hang on, hang on, no, 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 <laughs> the Caps. Oh, well, they who who did they get? They got it wasn't Nick Shaw. It's a guy who's not Nick Shaw, but it's basically Nick Shaw. Nick Dowd, that's the one. Yeah, that was it. That's what I was gonna say. Like that was it, and then then. And then we can move on to the uh, <clears throat> the actual news. Oh yeah, who cares about Nick Dowd? Like whatever. That's fine. Right then, you let me start then. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you should you should crack this one up. All right. I think it's a smart move. You get the best player available. Absolute, absolute, unbelievable player. Any team would want this guy in their team. As a as as S Club Seven famously said, reach for the stars. Yeah, reach up for the stars. Um, it's interesting now. Oh fucking hell! Already, all the stuff around it is absolutely unbelievable. Is oh, the fucking Toronto media already is pissing me off? <laughs> they, they posted the same fucking article like sixteen times in about. 34 hours how the Leafs landed John Tavares we know are you posting this still like everyone knows they've already read this article stop posting it this is it I'm so I'm so bored of Tavares being a Leaf already like I'm already sick I'm already sick of seeing that fucking picture of Kyle Dubas's face with him looking to the side grinning with all his teeth on show fucking hell I'm already sick of that picture it's the same they use the same picture who's right Who's fucking working for these fucking Sportsnet web fucking picture people? Do, do they have a, do they have one guy on pictures? Because that guy needs to be fired into the sun because he keeps using the same fucking picture. Here's the thing: if you see the same picture every time, I'm dumb. I think immediately that's the same article. I'm not clicking on that because it's the same picture. Change the picture. Maybe we'll get a few more clicks on your website. Simple. Also, oh, it's a lot of them. It took me two seconds to think of that. Um. It's quite funny that it was quite. It was quite funny that after the, it was the same as um. It's my fucking concussion talking again. It was the same as like after the fact. It seemed obvious 
Like, after the fact, as soon as they pulled that picture on of Tavares in his fucking, like, snuggled down in his Maple Leafs bed sheets, everyone kind of went, oh, yeah, of course. Makes sense. <laughs> like, of course he was no going other down. team probably had a shot. <laughs> it was so fucking... It seemed so obvious at the time. Of course he was going to go there. No other team had a fucking shot. He's going back to his hometown team, who are good, and have got a whole new young team in there, and it's all exciting and blah, blah, blah. Um, I think... I don't think it's fair to say that another team have a shot, but I do think that it, it really was just between the Leafs and the Islanders the whole time. Dude, I'm I'm not sure it was even. I'm not sure even the Islanders are in a. I honestly don't know now if the Islanders are even in with a chance. I mean, maybe they were, but I think I think when you think about when you think about all the reasons, I mean seriously. The only reason he would have stayed there is because, like we said, like I said last week, why I thought he would stay. His shit's already there. That's that's the what what other reason would he want to go to that to stay with that absolute fucking mess of a team? Yeah, this is the thing that the Islanders made their own bed at the beginning of this season because it's it's all in a good you know bringing in you know Lou and Barry Trotz and changing the direction of the franchise or trying to show Tavares that you're changing the direction of the franchise but as plenty of people have said all you've done by hiring two new people you know changing the face of your franchise prior to trying to re-sign the face of your franchise is you've you've basically made it a completely different place he's not re-signing with where he knows he's the Islanders are the same as you know going to join the Leafs, going to join the Sharks, joining the Bruins. It's all new people with a new way of working. What they should have done is sacked off, um, uh, not Cassidy, what's his bloody name? What's your coach's name? Doug Waite. Doug Waite, there we go. Sacked off Doug Waite and uh, and Garth Snow at the start of last year and then been like, right, here we go, John. Here's the direction we're going to go. This is what will give you a trial year. See what you like about it. This is the direction we're going to go in the first few, like in the next few years or whatever. The Islanders shot themselves in the foot by not acting fast enough. They shot themselves in the foot for like ten years. Yeah, this or, is fucking however long. However long they had him. How, like seriously, how many? What did he? How many playoff games did he play in, in that time? Like twenty or something. Yeah. Holy shit. If if that of that caliber, an absolute elite NHL team reference, a fucking elite player, Me- who, medium who franchise. Who you could put legitimately on any team's first line. Don't get me wrong, like the idea of him coming to Boston was awesome. And some I was in some like, you know, Boston groups talking, like, would you put him on the first I was like, yeah, of course I put him on the of course I put him on the first line. I'd have no issue putting Bergeron down to the second line for fucking Tavares. Tavares is an unbelievable player. An unbelievable player. And all you fucking if you're listening to if you're listening to this now and you're an Islanders fan and you're one of absolute fucking dumb gindaloons fucking burning your shirt, you're a fucking idiot. You are a fucking idiot. Fuck because off. if you had, if you really thought, if you really thought he was one hundred percent going to stay there, and it's all his fault, and how could he do this? Then fuck off. You haven't got a clue about sports in any way. Why the fuck would he stay with that team? Seriously. It's, it's... even. Do you know what? If if it was me, if it was me, and it gets to this point in the season, and then they hire fucking Lou and Barry Trotz, I'd be I'd be more pissed off. Because I'd be like, you're only fucking doing this now, and you've had all this time to change things around, and you're doing it now at the last minute. Fuck you. That'd piss me off even more than if they just left it. 
Do you know, like, like, what? Seriously, what could they offer him? What could they? I'm talking to the Islanders fans now, who are like, like I say, fucking burning your shirt. Go and burn your own face off. You idiot. <laughs> what could the Islanders fucking offer this guy to stay around? Well, we've got a new uh, arena coming along. Yeah, but we've already had this before. There was a new arena before, and it's it was shite. You had a fucking truck parked in the fucking arena. <laughs> you had a fucking car parked in the arena that I was playing in. What the fuck? How fucking, like, hokey and low rent could you get? It was. That, have, you, have you read the like, Justin Board article about it on the Athletic? No. There's a great article by Justin Bourne um, about you know the reasons leading up to Tavares leaving the Islanders, and there was just a line in there that was absolutely fantastic. And he's talking about the arena issues. And he's talking about the problems with Barclays. How it's you know, it's not a hockey arena. It's hard to get to this, that, and the other, and it was just saying like, yeah, um, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna quote it word for word, but it was, the the idea of it was, um, you know, you're off on a bad foot when you've got AHL call up saying, eh, it's all right, but I prefer what we've got in the A, and it just made me think, that's fucking beautiful, absolutely yeah. beautiful. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. Like the, how how many times you know. People who work in office jobs or anywhere you work, really, like your working environment makes a difference on, on how much you enjoy a job. It really does. And if you're... Dude, you're talking to a guy right now. You're talking to a guy right now who has not left his job because I have the perfect office environment. Like, I am pretty much... Touch wood. Obviously, it might change at some point. But uh, seriously, for the past maybe three years, I've been my own boss in my job. And I come and go as I please... And half the time, I'm in the office all on my own. Getting on my own stuff. I can have the fucking hockey on my phone while I'm working. I can have the World Cup on while I'm working. I'll sometimes have my headphones in. My phone rings maybe three times a day. Like, why, why would I leave that? Exactly. And Tavares had the opposite. You're, you're supposedly... Well, you are one of the best players in the NHL playing at the highest level of, of hockey that you've dreamed of playing since you were a boy, sleeping in your Toronto Maple Leaf sheets. And, <laughs> and every second period when you're attacking, going that, going over the blue line, you're looking up it over to the right, see who's streaking down your right wing side. It's not Carlo Posa anymore because they got rid of him. Uh, you know, it's not, um, it's not Franz Nielsen because they got rid of him. Uh, no, oh, it's just a big white SUV in the corner. Like, yeah. what a joke. What a joke. I mean, like, again, here's what here's what they offer him. Here's, okay, let's look at, even look at some of the teams you're going to go on to. Okay, if I come to Boston, <clears throat> what can you offer me? Dude, Boston, all the history, original six, Bobby Orr's goal. Look at this top line we've got. Young coach. Made the playoffs this year. Made the second round. Like, we looked good. That fucking first round killed us. We could maybe be a contender next year. Brilliant. San Jose Sharks. What can you offer me? It's an amazing place to live. You would love it here. It's so cool. Everyone's chilled. Like, Joe's never wanted to leave. Players just don't want to leave here. Evander Kane's found a home here. He's totally happy. He'll tell you how great it is. Oh, awesome. Fucking, even the stars. Like, what can you offer me? Look at the players we've got. Like, we've got some great young players there. We've got amazing... We've got... Our top line is unbelievable. Imagine how good it could be if you were there as well. Fucking Sagan, Spetzer, Ben, fucking John Tavares. Oh, my God. It could be It could be fabulous. Brett Hall's goal. Oh, amazing. 
Islanders, what can you give me? There's a guy who's going to give you a year's supply of bagels. There's a, we've got a guy who's going to give you a free cheesecake. Can you believe that? Free cheesecake, John. I haven't eaten a carb since like 2003. But it's free cheesecake, John. Fuck off. You absolute moron. You can't say it's free cheesecake. That'd just be rude. Fucking hell. Like, I mean, to be fair, if it was me, I'd be all over the free cheesecake. <laughs> I'd like, like I said last week, just have me free chocolate. I'll stay anywhere. But fucking, you know, fucking idiot gindaloons fucking burning their jerseys. Jesus Christ. It's just, fucking have a word with yourself. It's just childish, isn't it? Like, John Tavares owes you nothing. He's given you, he's given more to this franchise than any other player reasonably could. Nobody's going out there burning Franz Nielsen jerseys after he bolted for Detroit. A player, a player is left for Detroit, the Detroit Red Wings, who are abjectly one of the worst franchises in the league at the moment. Franz Nielsen thought, right, I'll go and sign there instead of the Islanders because they're a better franchise. Like, and no, nobody's out there burning their number 51s. You're just burning John Tavares because he was a good player and your team was crap. And he decided, you know what, I don't really fancy trying my hardest to drag this team to the playoffs every year. I'm going to go home. I'm going to play for the team that I loved growing up. The same way that you loved the Islanders growing up, you silly little Islanders fans. Um, and, yeah, so stuff here. I'm going to go make my money. I'm going to go try and win a Stanley Cup. And um, in about six months, Steve Simmons is going to accuse me of being addicted to chocolate, and it's going to be great. <laughs> the simple truth is, the simple truth is, if the Islanders were any good, he would have stayed there. Even just a little bit good, he would have stayed it's as simple as that. He's going to Toronto, and yeah, I get it, just hometown team. But if they were dog shit, he would not be going there. No. Hometown team or not, if they were a fucking laughing stock and they were shite, he wouldn't be going there. But they're not. They're really good. They've got a plan. The plan's working so far. The Shanna plan is working so far. New guy. I mean, to be fair, I imagine the, um, the Toronto uh, fucking presentation was very simple i imagine they just put his picture on the wall of him in his bed sheets and just played some like heartfelt music and that was it <laughs> like they just <laughs> they put the picture up and it was like he's coming home he's coming home and Kyle's just looking at john like come on john i mean come on and just like oh my god it's true i've got to come back and win the cup of the leaves you've got it and that was it five minutes <laughs> That's, that's all he needs and then the rest of it is just them um, watching Mitch Marner highlights yeah just chatting about old times like oh my god Toronto what a place I know it's amazing oh my god it's going to be good when but you yeah. sign here John but th- this is it yeah. like like you said the Islanders have been abjectly horrible and they had every chance to to fix it like how many how many teams have a John Tavares to work around and then ru- screw it up as much as the Islanders have I'm going to say a big fat one, and that'll be the Islanders. Yeah. If you want to, if you, Islanders fans, if you want to burn something, fucking burn that arena down or something. Or fucking burn down fucking Garth Snow's house or something. Burn down his stack of money that he got when he got fucking canned. I, I feel like Being now is a good time to put a disclaimer out there that, to say that we are not condoning arson or trying to incite a riot in the Long Island area. That may or may not result in the burning down of Barclays Centre or Garth Snow's house, and that any uh, any such attacks will not be linked to this podcast. No, legally, I'm just I'm just playing a character. That was him talking, not the real me. <laughs> yeah, this is all a radio show. This is basically the Archers, but set in uh, Canada. 
It's the same as, you know what, it's the same as football teams when a player signs for another team for loads more money. Of course he is, you fucking morons. Here's, oh yeah, I'm going to pay you twice as much for doing exactly the same job. Oh no, I couldn't possibly do that because I've worn the same shirt for two years. Oh, God forbid. Idiots. Fucking sports fans sometimes. Absolute morons. And you know, and they were like, oh well, oh well, the thing is, is uh, he said, uh, do you know what, I should, you know, let me bust out one of my accents. Well, you know, the thing is, like, he said he was going to stay, you know? He, he was going to stay around forever and he's going to win a theme. He's gonna, he, we got the new arena and blah, blah, blah. What's he supposed to say? What the fuck is he supposed to say? That fucking pre- that press conference where they fucking unveil the new arena. He's not going to be like, well, I won't be able to see it, guys. So, I know I'm doing it. I'm like, no. I hope you boys enjoy it. No. Yeah. I hope you enjoy it because I won't be here. I'll be north of the border, folks. Sorry. <laughs> like, No. Of course he has to say the fucking, wow, I'm going to be here forever and I want to win a cup here and blah, blah, blah. But no. Jesus Christ. I'd love, yeah. absolutely love, oh, God. for the first um, first Leafs away game, at, whether it's going to be at Barclays Centre or Nassau Coliseum or wherever the fuck they're playing this year. Um, yeah, the local fucking pond. <laughs> local pond. For Tavares to pull a, an Emmanuel out of my oar and... It, 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 <laughs> Not necessarily skate the length of the rink, but maybe do like a lap and then skate and then <laughs> slide on his knees and just say, ah, while the pennies rain down upon him. Oh, God. As we've talked about before on this show, the infamous added by your celebration. Or he needs to just, he needs to just skate to centre circle and just like stand in it with arms out wide like Jesus. Oh, come on. <laughs> just skate onto the spot. Like, come on. This is my house still. I still own this place. <laughs> or like he he lifts up lifts up his shirt, harking back to the days of football players having messages printed on their vests, and he's just got that picture of him as a boy sleeping in the Toronto Maple Leaf sheets <laughs> on his vest. He's like, ah, there you go, boys. It was always meant to be. Players don't players don't go players don't turn bad enough, do they? Like they don't turn full heel enough, and that would be just full. Like, you fucking burn my jersey, I'll give you a fucking jersey. Like, here it is! <laughs> they're, they're, this is it. They don't turn heel, they just either are heel enough or they're not. Like, case in point yeah, being, true. Bradley Marchand. Yeah. Oh, God. That was my rant about the fans, anyway. What a, be- what a beautiful world full of horrible, horrible people, and they're all from Long Island. Just dumb. Just dumb, stupid people. Fucking hell. <clears throat> Christ. Um, <clears throat> God, pardon me. I did think it was funny that he signs a uh, fucking seven-year, $77 million contract and everyone's going, fuck, like, wow, like, you know, that's a good chunk of change there. And then, like, sort of like six hours later, uh, LeBron signs a four-year, $154 million contract <laughs> to, go to, the, to go to the Lakers. <laughs> and it was hilarious because then... I didn't see one thing about John Tavares for like the next twelve hours. It was all about LeBron, <laughs> and I was like, "No, oh, yeah." Is like this John Tavares news was literally our entire world for like a few like for like for like weeks. Really, it was all we could think about, and it was always in the background and always coming up. The build up to it, like, the whole like you know screening week of him meeting with other teams, like just absolutely took over life itself. And then, yeah, uh, and then the NBA gave us a little slap. Yeah, and then just to show how small fry we are, here comes the NBA and just punches us right in the dick <laughs> with their fucking LeBron news. It's, oh, it's crazy the difference in like 
like the confidence it shows in NBA. Because I people always say, oh, you know, hockey players don't sign short-term contracts because they're worried about injuries and they're worried about you know, their play falling off and they're not being worth this much and they're not going to be able to get that second UFA contract that's going to earn them loads of money. Like You never get a basketball players. Basketball players are signing one-year, two-year, three-year deals left, right and centre. Like that's that four-year contract is the second longest contract LeBron has ever signed. Isn't that crazy? It is, but 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 there's so much more money per year, so you can afford to. Yeah, it's true. But you'd have thought, like like, like we said LeBron's about spending two years, like just because there's more money available up. per year, wouldn't you sign a longer contract for even more money? I want four four for one fifty four. Yeah, but you don't mind that, do you? You don't mind that. Think of, think of it this way. If John Tavares wanted to earn the same amount of money, in theory, he'd have to sign for the Leafs for 14 years to earn around about the same amount of money LeBron's going to make in four. Ridiculous. So you wouldn't... Do you know what I mean? Like, when you get to that point, all right, yeah, I know we're saying before that it plays up, but, yeah, LeBron's already got fucking billions anyway. He's, you know... Absolutely. So, you know, if you're making... Fucking, what's that? 154 million, what, 30... 34 a year, something million, like that, yeah. 30, 30 million a year? You know, Jesus Christ. That is impossible to, to comprehend, isn't it, really? I know. Um, fucking hell, I'm going to have to cut so much out at the start of the show. Because <laughs> there's something else. Just quick, just, oh, I was going to say just quickly, but Cal Dubas was interviewed on the... Um, on 31 Thoughts, and he was saying that, yeah, they're going to keep Tavares, Matthews, Marner, and Nylander. Oh, mate, I haven't I haven't heard this yet. I was going to listen to it tomorrow. Um, well, no, I didn't I didn't listen to it. I just, <clears throat> the headline was on Sportsnet, and it, that was literally the front page. It was like, obviously, that fucking picture again. Fucking hell. But <laughs> me and that picture, now I've got some Pavlovian response going. I'm just getting angry every time I think about it. But it just said, um, Duba says they will keep Tavares, Matthews, Marner, and Nylander altogether. I was thinking about Sorry. this, and and what Dubas has to do is he has to take a bit of a page out of Stevie Y's book, and absolutely yeah. rinse those three for all they're worth while they're off RFAs. Yeah. Sign them to bloody you know one year show me deals. Sign them to two year like you know take them to the cleaners, take all compassion out of it. Just rinse them. Sign them for as little as humanly possible, and and then yeah once once they all hit UFA then deal with it then to be honest by then it'll be what five six years into tomorrow's contract so it'll be much more manageable but yeah if if, yeah. if we can see Carl Dubas you know pull that sort of three year 4.2 million for Kutrov kind of stuff like that's that's the way they're going to work around it do you think they're do you think they're going to win the cup now as soon as he signed that's it they were favourites do you agree with that nah Nah. No, I don't either. It's you, I'm still like, well, hang on a minute. You still need a defence and a good goalie who's not going to... Because let's not forget, fucking Freddie in the playoffs was not great. He was not great. I think Freddie's all right. Like, I, I don't necessarily think they're... I think he's all right. But I don't for... think he's ever going to be one of those goalies who gets hot in the postseason and can, like we saw with fucking Holtby or Flurry. Yeah, but, but he might. Yeah, but you think about what we said about Flurry a year ago, two years ago. Like, I think if he no, if they get a better D in front of him, like when, once like Timothy Lilligren comes up, 
and it, again, as we've said since since Carl Dubas came into uh, came into the position, it'll be interesting to see what he does. He might be able to tweak that team enough that they are infinitely better with like you know, Marley, yeah, Marley's call ups and stuff. He might be able to sort that D out. But yeah, I yeah, I think if they get a better D, then Freddie's going to be a. You could do a lot like you know worst worst goaltenders have won Stanley Cups. Oh, I agree. I agree. That's true. Yeah, fair point. Fair point. But yeah, he just he just needs to be ruthless. Dumas is what he needs to be now if he wants to keep the band together. He needs to be absolutely ruthless. But at, at the same time, really I think they can. There are some players that they can get rid of to shed a bit of salary if needs be. Like I was, again, I was talking to someone this week about um, Patrick Marlowe. Marlowe had a good year last year. If he's having a good year this year. Hell, get rid of him halfway through, trade him for for some assets, you know, some draft picks or whatever for the future to keep the ball rolling. They've got players like Andreas Jonsson. Um, oh, I always forget this. Carl uh, Grundstrom uh, coming up. Like they've got players who can, in theory, replace that sort of production level for a lot cheaper. Like it's it's coming to the point now where they're stretching themselves a bit thin. Especially with the with the contracts coming up for the big three, the kids, you're going to have to start taking advantage of that great farm system you've built up. Yeah, you got to start making actual moves in house to kind of get it working. Yeah, properly. you want you want to bring up your Jake Gensels to to play alongside Tavares and and put up many more points than they should be just because Tavares is able to to get that out of them sort of thing. Help the the geezer made yeah. Josh Bailey a seventy point scorer. He can make um. You can make his Leafs rookies like fifty point scorers easily. Yeah, true. Um, <clears throat> I was gonna maybe I was gonna talk about Carlson, but I don't. There's no point. It's kind of quieting down. You guys are in the lead. That yeah. looks like Tampa are in the lead. Yeah. Tampa's maybe trying to get a third team involved to move some salary around and stuff. More fucking Stevie Wise magic going on. Apparently, <laughs> fucking super team. Um, it's it's another one of those ones where yeah, there's all this chatter. We're getting little little bits and bobs, but until something happens, nothing's happened. Yeah, we don't really know anything. No, but he's he's on the block. Oh, yeah. He's definitely on the block as he has been for quite some time. Um, well, it looks like it's the Stars, the Lightning, the Blue Jackets, apparently Vegas, and who's the other team that I'm missing? Or is that it? I think that's it. Who's supposedly yeah, involved? So we'll see. I thought it was interesting. Two, two, yeah, two quick things was, um, I think now that they're like, yeah, now that Tavar, because you got to think like OEL signed straight away to the uh, to the Carrots, Doughty signed to the Kings, and then it was like, well, Tavares will probably stay. Then Tavares doesn't stay. So then the Sens are like, shit, maybe he's maybe he's not going to stay now. Maybe that caused a bit of a ripple, and they're thinking, yeah, we need to get something right now because if we don't. We're gonna get fucked and not get anything like the Islanders, um, so I think maybe that's why now they're okay. Let's let's get this push through quickly and, and get it done so we can get as much as we can. Um, I think I think the other quick thing was on, I was just gonna say on that and, and on Tavares finally like he's gonna be a good canary in the coal mine for UFAs coming up in the future, big name UFAs. Yeah, for sure. Because if what Tavares has done works, if he has good success at uh, at, at Toronto. I think some other UFAs are going to be looking and saying, oh, it is actually, it's doable. I can jump ship and I can have success elsewhere. So 
yeah, watch watch what this does for, for the UFA market in the future. And does Carlson get the going rate? Do they get the going rate for Carlson? Or do they get more or do they get a bit less? I uh, I said on Twitter earlier that I think um I think whatever package that Dorian ends up getting for Carlson, I think the other fan bases around the league and especially the ones that are rumoured to be involved are gonna end up looking at that package and thinking our team could have done that. Yeah. I think I think Dorian is going to reach for the moon, but he's probably going to get something a little less than you'd expect. I still think he's going to get good stuff. There's definitely going to be a, a first round pick in there, probably a second round pick as well. There's going to be a good prospect. There's there's all this talk of players like Mira Heiskanen being non-starters. Um, you know, Dorian going after the best prospect that these teams have. But they're not, yeah, they're not going to get that. They'll probably get a good prospect and maybe, like um, like the O'Reilly trade, like Berglund and Sabotka, they'll get two players who are decent, could maybe do something else for your team and not their team. I'd, I could see if it's with um, the, the theory I had earlier for, for Tampa Bay was maybe someone like Alex Kalorn, um, Calfoot and Boris Kachuk, and then a, a first and a second. Calfoot's a fantastic prospect. But I'd sooner keep Mikhail Sergachev than uh, than Calfoot. Yeah. So yeah, so something along those lines, or hell, it, it could even just end up being something shite. To be honest, like it, it could be. <laughs> I, I really think it's do it's going to be a deal that people look at and think, "Oh, mate, why didn't my GM do that?" Dorian reaches for the moon and only gets as far as Blackpool Tower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's bright. It's off the ground. What more could you want? Yeah, which for those of you who don't know is the north of England's shitty version of the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> how how tall even is the Blackpool Tower? I don't, I don't even know. Fuck out no. no, it's not as tall as the Eiffel Tower. So anyway, the uh, the last thing I'll leave you with is something funny because I think we've uh, we've fucking talked. But this is the if this goes out as is, this is the longest show we've ever done, which is fucking ridiculous. Especially as it's probably um, the most boring show we've ever done. <laughs> It's for sure the most hockey, 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 hockey centric show I've ever done. For sure. And, and if that's not a um, recipe for boredom, I don't know what is. Yeah, I don't know what is. The uh, the best response I saw to the all the uh, John Tavares hate on Twitter was a fan who said um, he had a picture of his kid's bedroom and it was lit just all John Tavares stuff, like a John Tavares bedsheet, pictures, pillowcases, jersey, a fucking Tavares hat. And he said that he hopes he's, he said he's going to get his kid to play his heart out as hard as he can for hockey, and then he's going to tell his kid to get drafted if he can, go to the Leafs in the draft, but then fuck them off and just go to free agency <laughs> when he's really good. And I thought that was great. Oh, oh dear, I, I do feel for for the little kids like like that like that kid who has Tavares everything in his in his bedroom. Cause that is sad. Oh, fuck off. No, 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 no. Fuck off. I don't know. You can't, <laughs> son. You can't, no, you can't no. tell a five-year-old no. to be up, to not be upset that his favourite ever sports person has, has left his team. No. Fine. The kid, yes, the kid can be upset. But you fucking parents and people being like, oh, that's sad. No, that's life. Fucking it's tough. It's fucking hard work sometimes, okay? Sometimes you don't get what you want. John Tavares has left. He's your favourite player. I understand, son. That's horrible. But you know what we can do now? Now we get to hate him. And that's just as good. <laughs> I'm going to do a preemptively okay. call Childline oh. on behalf of your daughter. 
It's like when you see fucking sports fans, like kids are like, and they're like, oh, isn't that sad? No, they're fucking learning valuable life lessons. It's tough sometimes. Being a sports fan is horrible and miserable, but we fucking love it. So there. It's, it's teaching them the joy of, of frustration and disappointment. Yeah, that's what sports is. It's misery sometimes. It's hard. It's tough. you got to take your losses. Fucking hell. Aw, oh, Jesus Christ. Anyway. <laughs> you cold-hearted son of a bitch. It's so true. Anyway, right. Fucking, oh, I don't know. Twitter, Dan Straight Edge, W-E-V-E-V-E-V-R-Z something... Tribute to Puck. Check out my PK Subban tweet, which is set the hockey world on fire. Um, Check out my one tweet. <laughs> I'm proud of that. That's the most favourite tweet I've ever got on Twitter, ever in my life. I'm so happy. Um, yeah, at two Brits, one Puck, number two, number one. Fucking, everyone take it easy. Well, let's get out of here. We'll see you later. Peace.